With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, friends. Thanks for coming. It's April the 15th, 2016, and we're just chatting this, at, this evening about uh, whatever subjects come up. Um, nothing particular, but if anybody's got any thing they want to talk about or they want to share any problems that they they have, then, you know, we can kind of put our heads together and see if we can think of some solutions to help people out in law. Okay, so thanks, uh, Aaron, for dropping in, uh, Face One for dropping in, and everybody, thank you very much for coming. Okay. Uh, makes the show is, 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 is having used uh, here. So thank you so much for coming. And um, uh, Face One had some things... Uh, that uh, you, you might want to share with us, that would be cool. And that um, all butt out for a bit. I've got somebody trying to call through here. I don't think they remember that I have a talk show Friday evening, but I think I might catch catch the um, call that comes through again. So see there the, the the power of a notice. See there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most of my friends know Friday evenings. You know, don't don't uh, don't don't call. Uh, get on, get on uh, the talk show if you want to talk to us. Anyway, uh, face one. How are you? How have you been? Would you please uh, share? I'm, I'm so anxious to, to hear what you've got to say. Well, I think um, Roddy K was going to do most of the talking, <laughs> but he has been. <laughs> Rodney K. Rodney asked for you to come on. Well, yeah, I'm lost without you. Partner, partner, partner <laughs> I think there's, isn't there a song like that? But go ahead, guys. Yeah, I think it goes right back to what Tony just said. Without each other, um, you know, we are nothing, right? So I'm lost without you too, dude. <laughs> and what? And when I can't think properly, it's always good to have one of my persons or someone to carry out my will or to inspire me while I'm busy. Mm-hmm. What do you want to talk someone, about? Someone to motion me, you know? Yeah. And I'll recognize your motion and I'll come over and say, hey, what's up? <laughs> I was listening mm-hmm. to a call today. They were talking about motions, how, you know, if if, if you want the court to hear something, you got to motion me. I'm like, that's, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Just put it in your attention to your paperwork, and you know, say, hey, if, if you pss, pss, you motion, you know, pss, hey, oh, I see you. What do you want? This might be a little off topic, but did uh, did anyone listen to Angela's call last night? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll be uh, most of the people here. Who said oh yeah? Idiote. Idiot, yeah, I, I did, and uh, I didn't get a reply from you. I figured you'd listen. You know, when uh, when Kurt talks about <laughs> what should we call it, the afterbirth, okay? 
<laughs> they call it the placental um, expulsion. That's what Wikipedia calls it. But if you look at that word, uh, like placental, placenta, and, you know, you take the first five letters, it says place, P-L-A-C-E. And Kurt talks about how, oh, yeah, they take it and they weigh it and they make this certificate and land, you know, that is the land and all this stuff. Well, it is just kind of interesting how it, it's called place, placental, you know. And uh, I, I haven't dug into that theory any further, but all the connections as we listen to Carl and Angela and all the other sources, we really start thinking about them and looking, just looking at the words and the root of the word and the history of the words. It really, it really starts to get interesting. Let's say. Oh, what I like the one about imagination. You know, we we talk a lot about the biblical scriptures, how it's uh, it's a corporate man kind of dealing with duality. Mm-hmm. And there's a story about the Magi in there. You got scribes, the records keeper, and all that good stuff. Well, he, some guy called in and said it's I Magi Nation. And no. I'm like, wow, it, we're, it's all a freaking fictional character play, and you're just a character. They want you to be a character. In their play, it's mad. They're working their magic. Well, I don't know if they, there's any they, and they want me or you to do anything. But I think that a system is set up uh, for the for the business world. The business world is nothing but uh, entities on paper. It's just a play, right? Everything exists on paper, and so. The system is set up like that, and slowly over time, through ignorance, we, we the real people, join into that. And then it just becomes what would be called the common law. And um, Or we don't show that we're not a character in that play. And when, yes, when business becomes more powerful than the individual man, then the powers of presumption can be applied and written into the that play and that act and say, okay, fine. Every uh, let's say every man, woman, child born on this land is going to begin as an actor in this play. And they, like Roddy just said, you have to just uh, recognize that and work your way out of it. And I don't Eat. know how to, do that. dude. Think Those about the were mafia, weren't they? The three wise guys? The Magi? The three wise guys? The wise men in the Bible? The wise guys. Who's that? Never mind. <laughs> no, I was, I was, well, don't never mind. Bring it Bring it on up. Let's, 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 pre- let's testify, my brother. But I was going to ask Face One about... Uh, about you know the per, the little poor little fella in school that's always picked on. Mm-hmm. It's always because he was always quiet or weird or indifferent because he wasn't part of the group, but yet he wasn't identifiable as something else either. So they always picked on that little fella because mm-hmm. they wanted to know what it was. I mean, it's it, it's just awkward. 
and that's I think that's a lot of us, you know. Even though we're not part of them, we're not established as something they can identify. I think we are. I think there's a huge record of who we say we are, but it's not correct. It's not actually right. Uh, I don't think Sonia is a driver. I, I think you are. You are a self-proclaimed professed driver, which is fine. But, you know, we 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 give ourselves all these titles and then and then we kind of learn about how uh that we, through making mistakes we learn how the administration of that title comes back and costs us money costs us time costs us all this crap and then we start to research and say wait i'm not a driver who 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 why the hell they call me a driver well i called myself a driver you know the cop is just following what i told him to do i think yeah, and if I want to perfect, if I, I'm usually the one who says, "All right, this is a title. I'm going to perfect it." If I don't perfect it, somebody else to take the role. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to ask you on that topic of Kurt Collin back, and remember the discussion we had before the NSA, you know, handed our information over to them. Yeah, because you know it's it's weird how we discuss this and then they talk about it, but. Uh, Think about the thing you found in the statutes about that's related to uh, what Kurt was talking about, and the fee was ninety dollars, I think, for them. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt said the process was like ninety dollars, or did you say that? Uh, what expand? I'm not on what. Uh... I was thinking about in the statutory world when a when two corporations marry. And the woman and the woman takes the name is now under the head of the the estate. She's now a character in the family of the man she marries. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering about name changes. If there's a correlation between the new name registration, the fees, and I was I thought it curious about they always want the mom's maiden name for some reason. They don't give a crap about her her her. Her husband's name. Mm-hmm. If you find any any kind of fee schedule for name changes and stuff like that, see if it's the same with what Kurt was talking about. Because I think what you're doing is when you marry a woman with the state's blessing, is they're charging you a fee, of course. But she's coming under your your family name and she's a character in that family name and it can be renewed or they created for, for a, life. the two of you together they created a new entity yeah a single entity the two of you together are now a single new entity i was just looking at the price though if you can remember what Kurt was talking about the price of what Kurt was talking about, and what uh, Face One and I discussed about. We, we're, we're actually looking at the the record. What does the record say? Not what somebody theorizes. I don't know what Kurt, what you're referring to, what Kurt was talking about the price of something, except for his registration plates or something for $125. That's about it. Well, 
Uh, are, you, are you talking about the marriage license fee, Roddy? No, when he was talking about the FBI is when when you copyright something. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And I was just wondering if the fee matches what you found in the statutes. If there are any what, fee schedule for the. What was the fee? Do you remember? I, I didn't catch him say that. It must have been. I fast forwarded like 15 minutes into Ansel's call, so he might have said something real early that I missed. I heard. I heard ninety. Ninety dollars. Or what? Record the uh, copyright. So I'm just wondering when a woman marries a man, how much the fee is for a marriage license? I'm sure it's different state to state. I'm just saying, what I'm saying is, if we could take what Kurt did with the copyright in the same state, you know, I'm just wondering if we could, I guess we could look into it later, see if the copyright thing is as self-same as the other prices because it's well, the same. Well, look, at it, look at it this way, Roddy. Anytime in that world uh, money changes hands, whatever you want to call money, changes hands, you know, credits or, or there, anytime money's attached to something, there's generally a record of it. That's your record or a record or their record or somebody's record. But if you go down to any any sort of agency or whatever and you pay them, you know, they're going to give you a receipt. That's a record. So money changing hands. In fact, I want to get into this with Mike. Uh, He likes the bank. And to me, the bank's like the core of the problem. Um... If I go buy your bicycle and hand you cash, you know, nobody recorded that. But if I gave you a check, right, then now it's now it's recorded. You talking about Mike Miller? Yeah, uh Northeast Canada Mike Monday night Mike. Did you hear that face one? Yeah. Yeah, I heard it. I mean What do you what do you, what do you think about it? You know, uh, Idiot, you brought up some good points on Mike's call. And he's totally shut you down. Well, that's why I want to, that's why I would like to try and do this on Mike's call because, um, to me, Mike's a prosecutor. Uh, and so he's good. If you can get your point across with him, I, I think he's good practice for any of us that have to go to court and stuff. So, oh. Uh, yeah, okay. I like that. Uh, likes the bank, you know. He has no problems with licenses and registrations and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, so what do you need common law for? But then I got to thinking about that today. He calls his show common law. So he's not even saying, you know. I mean, he, he claims, you know, it's about Carl's teachings. But... Um, yeah, he doesn't really seem to have a lot of time for common law. I shouldn't be saying any of this without him here, so let's... Uh, uh, unless he comes on. He, he, wants to, he wants to keep calm, tame yeah. the audience. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't really put that together until, like, today. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, he doesn't even call... It, it sounds like common law, but, yeah. Anyway... Let's not let's not go there until he's around. Maybe he'll show up tonight. 
But without him, uh, the point about the bank, you know, let's 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 go a little bit of what we learned so far. We've learned all this stuff for corporations, right? Um, and the bank's another corporation. And the bank, or the let's, let's go to the men and women who are shareholders or primary interest in the bank. Through the bank, they own all the city of, state of, of, county of, court of. So it really, it's it's kind of all going back to the bank anyway. What makes you think they own it? What if they just finance it? Same, doesn't matter. Same difference. Same difference. Owns owns another word. If they, it's what it Amsel Rothschild say back in the 1700s. Um, if I control a, a nation's money, I care not what laws they make. So ownership, control. I mean, look at the Catholic Church. They are not the church, but like the bishops and the cardinals. They don't. Own, they have vows of poverty. They don't own anything, right? Not owning anything, they show up in a limo to the fanciest restaurant in town. So, you want to own something or do you want to control it? I think controlling, controlling is better. Good point. There you go. Owns responsibility. You control something, you don't have to be responsible, but you get all the advantages of it. But uh, when you own something, you can kind of dictate how it contracts or who... Well, either way, if you control it, you can also, right? Well, that's what Kurt was talking last night. If, If it's yours and it's recorded that it's yours... The, the the common law is everybody knows that it's yours now and there's someone in charge to make sure that no one messes with it. You know, a lot of the stuff we call common law is really the steps or techniques that you'll see in the comer- what we call the commercial world. The business world's doing it perfectly. We're just not recognizing what it is. Well, right, and that was that on his show that uh, Gabe played that tape of the judge that beat the guy up real bad, uh, and he said, "Yeah, if, if you meet the uh, if you meet the per the man or person or whatever while you're in jail, you know he's there too or whatever." I mean, if you look at it, these judges could actually argue back to you, you know. Well, you've got bank accounts, you know. You just gave me an address. They've, you've been living in the county all these years. All blah, 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 blah. You know, you just rattled off all this statutory stuff to me. So that is your common law. That is what's common to you. Yeah, your, your status is a key thing in all things. That's why we talk about bearing arms. <clears throat> Everything's about your paperwork, the record. Yeah. It's not about picking up a uh, gun and shooting somebody. So so to me, it goes to 
you know, you gotta, you gotta, you can't just spout that stuff off when you need it. And and I realize Carl says you can step in and out of that world all you want if you're good. If you're not good, you better start living that life a little bit if you want to be. If you think it's going to come out of your mouth naturally at the time you need it, which goes to getting away from the bank. I mean, to me, that's that's a key thing right there, the bank. People want this convenience, and I don't see what, what they do that's all that convenient. And, and I mean, we've learned, what did we learn recently? Uh... You put money in the bank, you just gave it to the bank. There should be some some banks are uh, not affiliated with the, uh, I, I don't know what they are exactly, I'm not an expert on the banks, but I do see that some banks do not have the... Uh, they're not Federal the, Reserve. They're not Federal Reserve somehow, so... If the right. federal if the, to, if the federal reserve is a federal or, or governed by the feds or the you know United States corporation, it's and not. They say, and they and they know what I'm saying is if if it's a bank like bank you ever go somewhere and the banks are closed but you you're still working. Well, if you're affiliated with them, they'll shut they'll shut down. But all banks don't have to close when the when 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 there's a bank uh, holiday. Well, yeah, and there's another thing, too. Um, you know, there's such things as savings and loans. You know, people have the, the idea that the bank lends you their money well, they, or your neighbor's money or the depositor's money. Well, you know, we've learned that's not so at all. When they give you a, a quote, loan, you created the money on the spot. Savings and loans, I believe, Now I don't know enough about it, but I believe that they are more like, yes, they are loaning you the money from the other depositor. But the easy way, there's an easy way to test that. And that guy, um, what was that, uh, back in the 60s, I, I'll think of it maybe. But he challenged the, uh, he challenged the bank. And uh, the bank president on the stand, he asked him, he said, what, this money you supposedly loaned me, where did it come from? And the guy said it was a bookkeeping entry. So they they found against the bank, and the guy got to keep his arm and stop paying. Um, savings loans, I believe, are a little bit different, but I don't know enough about that to say. Well, you remember the story when Carl tells about the Alabama guy when he was questioning the judge about what what time is what are the hours of court. And the judge says, I'm new here, and the, the, somebody said 9 to 5 or whatever the case may be. And Carl kept pushing the, uh, pressing the issue, and the judge says 24-7, 365. Do you remember that story? Um, yeah, I, I believe I do, but I, and I was also familiar with that. Well, there there is a funds transference system that we have. I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it exactly to explain it in depth detail, but when the banks or the private or federal reserve banks, whatever the case may be, they can do their monopoly money, but funds are still funds. The energy is still energy, regardless of how it looks, you know, it's how you value it, your faith. And 
if the banks all closed down as we know it, there would still be a system to transfer funds. And it would probably revert back to your county level somewhere. Because the county, I think Phase 1 said, counted that your county courthouse or clerk was, was actually the bank of the old days. That's where you kept your valuables. Huh. I don't know about that. I, I know but, that counties, counties are different than the Fed system, the state system, and everything else. Counties are, you can have a lawful county. Uh, whether that's likely, and that, and there is a movement to do that, you know, take it back a county, county by county, uh, like the county sheriff, for example. That it's the only elected law. He should be lawful law. Unfortunately, most, uh, and I'm looking into this now, and I'll I'll tell you more when I know more. But I believe if they become the county of, like the state of, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, if they incorporate underneath D.C., then that's something that needs to be reversed and brought back to lawful. Well, it's easy because, like, Oklahoma used to be one giant county. Kurt mentioned, Greg mentioned Kentucky was one giant county at one time. Yeah. Or Illinois, whatever. <clears throat> but to make it easier, they, they, do, they separate them. It's easier to count this way, I think but they all go to a central location of the state, the secretary. But in all these cases of these fictional entities coming after someone, they'll always resort to filing it at the county level when they try to act serious. It always goes to your county level because they know that's where the power's at. Yeah, I think... I think there's definitely something to that. That's sort of what I'm advocating back from back back up that uh your record establish your I mean you can establish your record anyway. But well, guess what would happen guess what would happen if the banks the Federal Reserve system collapsed right now and the banks closed and said screw it, we can't operate no more on this fictional entity. Your, your local level would start printing out um, their own their own currency. Um, I think uh, what what do you call that? Um, back in the day before the Civil War, was wasn't it regular to see um, Confederate money? Oh, that that was at the time of the Civil War because they didn't uh, they had to start they had to create money. But no, there, there's like the the thirteen colonies, um, they all had the, they they printed their own money, script whatever you want to call it. Challenge. Yeah, and they part of the reason in the Constitution that the only lawful and there's a real good book on it. And I'll tell you what it is. Um, but part of the reason this guy was real insistent that the only lawful money would be gold and silver, and that power. Uh, uh, was given to the to the federalized uh, creation because, um, like uh, Rhode Island and New Hampshire, say they had they had different they had different money and it was valued different. So, like a guy could owe you um, 
you know, 100 Rhode Island dollars, and 100 Rhode Island dollars would buy you like 300 New Hampshire dollars. Yeah, uh, what is it called? Uh, equal protection under the law or paramount? Well, that's move just... move one place to another? I believe equal protection under the law goes to... Um, you're from California and you showed up in Kentucky and you violated some Kentucky statute and you can say, well, hey, you know, this is the way they do it in California and here's all these court decisions backing it up. You Have know, you heard... You Kentucky can't deny me the protections that California would have given me. You can, in, in other words, you can bring you can bring cases from different states into different states, and they have the same value as United States Supreme Court cases. Idiot! I don't know how long you've been listening to these calls. If Phase One is still on, I would like for him to tell you the story about why the Federal Reserve was actually created. Or that. Yeah, I came in a little late. Yeah, do that not, again. Not, it, it wasn't today, but it was several months ago, okay. and he's, he's absolutely correct on the importance of having a separate uh, currency or separate uh, system of monetary system. You, you talk about gold and silver being lawful. Yeah. And the Federal Reserve notes is called what? Legal? Right. Well, face one, if you're on the call, could you give give us a minute to explain it? Yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm I can give okay, you my I'm, I'm gonna be black. This will make total sense. Well, it's just an opinion. I have no facts uh, facts and evidence to back it up, but uh if you think about it, I think it makes sense. You know, about the time of the let's say the uh civil war, you know, the the right the the industrial revolution you know, was really hot, you know, every, the railroads were building, I mean, steam power, you had the cotton gin, and you started having these corporations forming, um, as contrasted to the individual farmer, let's say, you know, most people were farmers, you lived on your own land, your, your own estate, you took care of your family, you farmed your own food, all this stuff, you traded with your neighbor, that's fine. And then big companies started coming in, corporations started forming, and uh, services were, let's say, bought and sold with the going commodity, let's say gold and silver. And slowly, guess where all the aggregate wealth is going to end up when, when you have a group of men up against a single farmer? It's all going to end up in the coffers of the, of the business, the corporation. So, for example, if you think about corporations today and if you add up all their wealth on paper, let's say that, uh, I don't know, let me think about it. Let's say that uh, water was money. Guess who would have all the water? Right? Walmart, you know, Exxon, these huge corporations would have all, all the water. So guess who would have all the gold and silver in a matter of, you know, a couple of generations? Probably the corporations. Because they're doing international business, domestic business. I mean they were you know you know how it works. So in the in the name of preserving life itself, there's the I think the idea that look, we need to make all money now paper because 
it's expandable, it's infinite, we can create it, we can burn it, and and the the true it's just a representation of true wealth, but it's not if you've got a million dollars in your pocket, it's still just a million pieces of paper. You know what I mean? And that's what Roddy said about um, the full faith and credit. As long as everyone understands that it's just paper, but we're going to trade it back and forth just like gold and silver, um, then we're good. Corporations can exist. The farmer can exist. Nothing of true value will be sucked away by these monsters called corporations. And... Uh, that that kind of that that makes sense to me about the beauty of the paper money system and, and paper paper currency as as you may know idiochi and everyone on here that you know it existed a long time but it usually or actually mostly only existed between corporations between countries between states the common folk either traded you know um, bartered or used commodities gold silver stuff like that. And they kept all that paper business up to the, you know, the higher ups. And so, but once, you know, the world started expanded, expanding to the West, to America, and the rise of the Industrial Revolution, which, which really promoted and advocated groups of men now hiring larger groups of men to make products to be sold in exchange for something of value. Of course, all the That's how I look at it. And it's a safeguard. Is going by there? Oh, that's better. It's well, a safeguard. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we don't work for money. We work to have a house and clothes and, and food and entertainment, you know, and, yeah, we need a way – I mean, you could go work for one day for the farmer for two weeks of food and go work for, you know, the, the house builder for so much for towards your house. So, yeah, money is just a means of exchange um, to make it easier to do all that. The, the bad thing about the current system and, – and the book that I was telling you about is called uh, Miracle on Main Street – so we definitely need some means of exchange. The the fault of the present system is the Federal Reserve. Um, the the Constitution gives the, the the U.S. the power to make to print money, and it could be paper money. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's nice if it's backed by something like gold or silver because it helps to maintain the value. Hang on, hang on. Let's get this clear. The Treasury notes are that, but I think what Phase One is mentioned to me is it was actually a safeguard because back in the 1913s, before then, it was actually a way for the Treasury and others to tell these corporations, you know, you're you don't have a right to take all the gold and silver, and you better cut the crap out, or you won't have a right to exist. So, in order for them to continue existing. They developed their own monetary system because that's why I think that's why uh, you no longer see treasury notes or greenbacks as a column. Well, that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting to. The treasury. Okay, before the Federal Reserve, and they did that. They printed notes. Okay, um, 
uh, Lincoln I- issued uh, a new series. The, the 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 bad thing about allowing the outside private bankers to determine all that, they said, yeah, we'll be happy to do that for you. But we want interest, okay? If the, if the U.S. Treasury prints them, they can print them at no interest. There's no debt created. Look at look at look at look at how the, there's a lot of good videos on it. There's there's one uh, money as debt. I ha- highly recommend people look at the 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 Federal Reserve prints out. Let's keep the numbers low so it's easier to, to do it. Prints a hundred dollars and puts it out there in circulation. Loans actually loans it to the government. Okay. The government, okay, well, we need 105 back. Well, we, where'd the five come from? Well, we I don't think, print, they, we I don't think they actually five. loan it. I don't think huh? they loan it to the government. I don't really think they truly loan it to the to the government unless the government's just merely overseeing. It's the corporations they're loaning it to. They're not loaning it to the really the U.S. Treasury. Well, the corporations the corporations don't pay the federal. Res- well, actually, they do. I mean, the IRS is is under is part of the Federal Reserve, which is part of the International Monetary Fund. But what I, what I was getting at there, okay, they put out whoever owes it, whoever they gave it to, and my understanding is they loan it to to the feds or to DC to that that corporation buys things from those other corporations, and that's how the money gets out into circulation. They buy jet planes and battleships. That's how the money gets out into the public. Okay, but what I was getting at, um, they printed $100 and loaned it. Okay, well, you owe me 105 Well, where am I going to get the five? You guys didn't print that, that five. Oh, well, we'll print another batch. Okay, and now you owe... now. Now you get the five out of that, but now you owe interest on the next batch we printed. That's why the the debt just skyrockets. The debt's just totally unrealistic, and, and it's just another creation. But to service that debt, that's what 1933 and all our body and soul sold away, and that's the, the IRS and whatever version of that they have in Canada and stuff. They're 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 taking not your money. They're taking your labor. They're taking your life to pay actually, back. To pay actually, back what? A, actually, a created usury. It, 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 nobody... it, Go ahead. That stuff you're talking about in the 1930s with Social Security and New Deal and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is backwards. They were actually doing what they're obliged to do, and that's to make sure that they identify one of the people to to give the, the the funds that they're generating for using your land into and people are grasping onto that idea. They didn't they didn't buy you. They didn't wait, even wait, buy your wait, name. Wait, 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 go over that again please. You weren't sold because you haven't existed. Nothing was sold. They don't own me, they don't own you. They created a record to put for using your land when you're born that you have rights to, they created a, a, a I don't know what you call it, a trust maybe? 
but they're saying, all right, we're using so-and-so's resources. We have a duty and obligation to put 10% into that. They don't own it. They merely made sure that it was there to make sure you get what you're entitled to. So how do you get it? That's what we're working on now. <laughs> okay. okay. Anna stuff. Remember, there's no. two, two different jurisdictions, at least on this land. You've got the legal democracy and uh, the common law republic, let's say. And the legal democracy it had to be created to control, to govern, to limit, to administer, to to contain corporations. Um, because obviously when two guys are working against one, guess who's going to win? You know, two two guys are fighting one guy, guess who's going to win? The corporation's going to win. And that's, the people uh, acknowledge that. Unless, it's, so, unless the one guy is Bruce Lee. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Unless it's Bruce Lee. Now, if, uh, if, so let's let's say we create what's called the New Deal, and we create a you know just really a um, you know this is it. This is we've created this New Deal. It's a new jurisdiction. This is where corporations operate. You you stay up here, people will stay over here. And uh, of course, through ignorance, you and I, we we when we when we're born, we have the option of which system. We'd like to live in, and do you know our parents don't really tell us what's going on, and we kind of just <laughs> grow up in the the legal democracy, the, the world that only exists on paper, and uh, and we become one of those entities only on paper, and on paper, and in a corporation, everything needs a you know, collateral or a surety or insurance or, or all of these business terms to protect investors and money and the system itself, you know. And we, we, we the human body, we step in as the surety. I'm, I'm sure you've heard all that. And um, we're trying to figure out how to work our way out of that. But the, the reason that exists is... That that other jurisdiction exists is because if it if it didn't, and the corporations were allowed to exist in the same realm as you and I, the real the real man and woman, uh, they would eat us alive, right? We they, we would we would know we would only exist to the point where the corporations could operate efficiently and become rich on paper. Um, but but any other folks would be they're useless. They don't need us. Just need workers and buyers, and that's what it is. That's all it is. That's kind of what we have today. Did you, say, did, you, did you say pirates? Uh, not yet, but I thought idiot. You said pirates. I said workers and buyers. You know, you just need workers and uh, producers. Can I comment on that? Yeah, of course. Idiot. Huh? Say so you're a fictional creature, right? I'm a fictional creature, yeah. Let's just give an example. You're a corporation, you're coming in, this is you're talking let's say you're talking to God, hypothetically. 
you know, God, you say, God, I want to exist and I want to do something over here. And he goes, okay, um, I'll allow you to exist and you're going to use my resources or the people's resources. You've got to give 10% unto God. And we're going to keep a, a record of it, which we found a record of it. I don't, I won't elaborate. But you put all these treasures, just to, just to exist, you're fulfilling your duty. You put all these treasures into a treasure chest, right? Go ahead. Or, or, or God or the secretary, whoever, puts them in a chest, and they put them in a deep, dark cave so, to, to protect it. They don't want the corporations pirating or pillaging. And just just maybe these people that know what they're doing, they don't want you to discover it. So what do they do? They put up little scary skull and bones on it. They don't want you to look into it. They want you to hate it. They want you to be fearful of it, to think that it owns you. And there's one day you just walk up to the cave and start reading and say, hey, I see what's going on here. And, and you walk up. And there's a lot of people been destroyed because they didn't know what to look for. But that's part of the scheme is to keep you from looking deeper into it. And I think that's what a lot of these conspiracy theories, as they call them, the bank owns you, we file for bankruptcy. No, 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 no. The corporate United States filed for bankruptcy in the 30s, not the people. Oh, yeah, I I, I agree with a, with a lot of that. Um to me, it's just sad that we let that happen, and, I, and it's not even so much us. It's, it's about two generations back, and they were warned. Um, this whole money thing, the, the first before the Federal Reserve, the first uh, 150 years of the country, there was or the nation or whatever you want to call it. There was like 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 one percent. I mean, close to zero inflation. What about the Bible? Was it there usury in the Bible? The Bible says you're not supposed to charge. You can only charge usury to the stranger. Well, that was that. What you're a stranger. You're an outsider. Exactly. The stranger to who? Why did we let these outsiders come in and control our money? And and that book I just mentioned. I'm trying to write it in here, but I can't spell miracle. Um, Miracle on Main Street, if anybody will type it in for me. Um, M-I-R-A-C-L-E. Try it. Anyway, um, sorry, I lost where I was going with that. But but uh, that was that was kind of his whole point. It, if you let if you let someone else back to Amstel, you know, let me control a nation's money. I don't care what laws they make. What about this? Let's look at it a different way. Forget the banks and controlling the money. For a second, why would I hire, let's say, a legal alien or Mexican to do anything on my field if I have a big garden or a plantation? Why would I hire or use a foreigner or an outsider? Because I, I would say the, the primary reason would be chances are you can get his labor at less cost to you than local, or that he's willing to do it, or why not hire him? He's just a man looking for work. Well, not only can you do that legally or morally, but it's in the corporate world. Why would 
the founding fathers or whomever allow outsiders to do this, it's because they have a charter and a duty to work the fields. They're using our resources, and it's for the benefit of the people. Sure. And that's why you'll see on the forms, they're a, they're called an individual, a sole proprietor, corporation, whatever these corporations are called, they're identifying themselves so they can assess the rate that they owe. That's their duty. But it's ultimately, and still is, for the benefit of the people. Hiring a foreigner is for the benefit of the people, is that what you're saying? The true people, yeah. Okay. I have no problem with that. Now, you can. <clears throat> when you aren't, I don't know how to explain this. I'll do the best I can. When your status is not correct or your identity is not on the record properly and you enter into certain corporations and do certain things, you're an outsider. You're an illegal alien to, to a lot of I mean, you you can go down to your local Coca-Cola, wherever you want to work, and you're 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 an you're an outsider in in most aspects. You're not an insider once you're hired. You're a resident. You're a citizen of it, of that corporation. Yes. Okay. So in the legal in the legal world, I don't know how they how they term it. You know, it's it's a legal process. Right, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. get the point. You're, you're, you have become subservient to them, or subject to them in exchange for a benefit or perceived benefit. And they still have a duty, no matter who you are, to give a certain percentage to the, to the, to whoever gives them the authority to do that. They're, they're God, and God we trust or their faith, you know, it's backed by the faith and credit of the people, that's still on the record. That's still how it's operating. Only problem is the people aren't showing up. They're they're showing up as persons and voters and petitioners. And they, I, I can't really explain to you so, in detail. So I, I don't really know. Could I, could I put it this way? So we have been conned into... Um, we are not only servant of Walmart or whoever we're working for, but we're servant of the state of, and we're servant of Washington, D.C., and we're servant of the banks. Um, just because we have been conned into thinking that way, and we're going along with it. Because we, we have, I don't, I we don't have know an awareness who we are. Do you, do you, I don't know if the word con is appropriate. I think we've just uh, let me give you the example. If if I offer if you if you come to me and ask me for something and I and I and I do, uh, give it to you and you don't like it, is that really a con? No, that's not. That that's uh but it if I've given you something that you didn't want, 
and then told told you you owe me back a percentage of your life force or your labor or your um, uh, pursuit of happiness because I gave you something you didn't ask for and you didn't say, no, I didn't want that, I'm not giving you this. That To me, that's a con. But you ever, have you ever noticed that when you send somebody, uh, let's say, a letter and you write your name in cursive, small print, whatever, that you ever wonder why it comes back to you in all caps? Well, I haven't because really... That's, that's, the, that's the system. With anybody that deals with me in, in all caps in so long, I can't really answer that. They, they can only presume that since you are talking to them, that you're in that system, and that's the only way they can communicate with your... With, with the legal name that the state assumes until you come and claim it. That's what oh, I gather. There's definitely an element of that. But if I you gave them a, if you gave them a name that was copyrighted, like using Kurt Callenbach's theories, they'll be like, oh hell no. Yeah, that 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 uh many years ago, um some guys out in California were, were doing that. They were they were copywriting their name. And man, those judges were running from them. They wouldn't touch them. So there is a there is a point to that. Um I don't you know, like you walk in a courtroom and the judge says, What's your name? And it's like, Well, what what now we go into What's the definition of your? I mean, is that belonging to you? Is that property? Well, apparently it's not my property because there it is posted outside the courtroom door. There it is on their on their website. There, It's all over the place. Nobody asked me first. If it was my lawnmower, I would expect you would have at least asked me before you started using it. So apparently that's not my name. So, or, uh, or, or else, or else, or else they'll ask you, they'll ask you, which has happened to me, and I accept it, is your address still, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, that's, I, don't have yeah, an, that's, I don't have an address unless you want to call me Lord or Duke. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's, that, goes to, uh, that goes to where do you live? You know, and 90% of, uh, just try it, 99% of the people you ask that, We'll rattle off a street number and a, a city or something. And uh, somebody asks me that. I say, do I look like I'm dead? Yeah, it's that whole thing. Hey. the fiction, paper man, dead, dead thing. Idioti. Trained to respond to it. Idioti. Yeah. I was thinking about this today. You know, I don't get into really too much detail about the whole afterbirth because it sounds weird. Yeah. But your all-caps name, every time somebody wants to use your birth record, if, if, if the, you know, some of the stuff we're saying is true, that name lives at the county clerk or county court vital records. Oh yeah, unless you unless you start connecting that to a 
uh, street numbered location, then then it lives there. You know, one guy, he, I like what he put. When someone asks, where do you reside or where do you live? Put right here, you know, at your name. And your address is care of. That's always a good thing. Well, I like that guy from Texas. He, he uh, I live in my body. You know, I can't live anywhere else. Yeah, if I ask you where do you live, you'd be like, Idioti. That's where I live, Idioti. Yep, yep. Well, some of, I think people are starting to get it. And that's, and that's, I mean, Bob gives me a hard time for harping on language. But, you know, that's, that's a big part of it. Right? Where do you live? Yeah, I was breaking that down with Face One recently about, I've, uh, well, my address is, you know, the address is a place where you can be a long time. I belong right here. Belong? Yeah, I like that. That's good. I, I belong right here to this body, but, uh, you know, if you want to mail me something, I can, you know, we can register that and show it a care of. But that mail system, that whole corporate postal system is beautiful. It depends on how you use it. Well, early on, there's some guys, um, I believe they're probably still around. They probably have a website. Uh, they call themselves the King's Men. And uh, one of them was uh, John Quaid, the actor. Um, and they came out here many years ago, and they, they gave a little talk on some of this stuff. And, and the first thing they said, or one of the things they said, uh, said, go take the numbers off your house. Stop accepting mail at your house. You're entitled to mail at, mail. you're entitled to mail. It's one of your rights. And uh, the Postal Service But your, your right is mail city to city. You go down and pick up your mail at the main post office in your city at general delivery. And uh, and you can mail for like two cents, two or three cents now, and you can still do that. And that's all right. Um, most people, it's like the bank. We've accepted all these conveniences, which are now provided, they're service providers, all these supposed governments are corporation service providers. And, oh, yeah, I want that service. Oh, yeah, I want that service. Oh, yeah, I want that service. Then you you are, by accepting everything, is another adhesion contract. Is your phone cut now? That's not me. I don't think that's me. Do you want to go old school and do what I call remote viewing, pretend you were back in the old days? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's go there. What's this? Say, say this is a one big county, but most people know each other. Back in the old days, I guarantee you, uh, Face One and I discussed this about the mail system. Yeah. There, you could get a P.O. box, or there was one central location, possibly, that whoever was the mail carrier for that area wouldn't need a number. They would know you by name, or they would say 10 paces from the courthouse, 
turn left by the oak tree, and that was a freaking common law system right there. And they kept the corporate side or wherever you wanted to do the, the corporate business separate from your, uh, uh, what, not, what do you call it, homestead, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, we love mail, you know, and uh, that's what I was saying earlier. You, you are entitled to mail and delivery of mail but at your main post office in the, your town. You know, that's it. Where's that at? Uh, you probably, I don't know, there was a, last night's call, a guy was talking about the um, Universal, what is it, Uni, UPU, Universal Postal Union. That's worldwide. Um, I don't know where you'd find, I don't know where you'd find the details on that, but probably look up Universal Postal Union. You'd probably find a lot about that right there. Oh, United States Post Office, not Postal Service. Not U.S. That was fun to look into. Yeah, look up post office. Benjamin Franklin, um, you know, they offered him, you want you want to run for president? You want a high cabinet position? He said, no, I want to be postmaster. <laughs> Did you hear that part where Kurt mentioned last night? I never thought about it, about the stork bringing the baby. Oh, yeah, and and, and I had to think about that because... The cartoons, I, I'm seeing the stork with a vest and a tie, but then they said, um, no, it usually has um, like a mailman's outfit on. That was beautiful. Just don't accept that. Yeah. Oh, this is real good. <laughs> I, put it in, I put it in the chat last night. If you go on, um, uh, I found her on Forest Queen Anna stuff. Yeah. There's a really good story in there. There's a Colorado couple. Uh, they had the, they named their baby before it, the baby was born. Um, they had it at home with a midwife uh, or wherever with a midwife, and they claimed that baby and never filled out a birth certificate or anything like that. That means the legal, the legal society, they couldn't create a, a bond in its name. Right. There, there never but, was a or there never was a paper man, straw man, whatever you want to call it. You know, that sounds, that sounds that. good, but now that poor baby has no claim to any of the resources. That baby has what that baby always had. Uh, the, in, in, uh, the, in, the, in theory. The earth and theory. all its resources. In reality, that baby will have to live under mom and, mom and dad's family authority forever. Uh, oh, no, no. As soon as that baby becomes uh, of an age where they have enough understanding, and it doesn't have to be 18 or 21 or some arbitrary number that someone else has determined, as soon as that child is old enough to be aware, and it sounds like in that family, it'll probably happen pretty young, they can go claim whatever they they believe they have a right to claim. Yeah, what I'm saying is there's no record of that process that they're tied to the one who's tied to the land. If if they want to tie themselves to the legal corporate system, I'm sure the legal corporate system will be more than welcoming them 
at any age. Absolutely. Well, I hope there was something good in all that. Anyone want to comment? A few uh, months ago, I was on a Sonia's call. She had the Sunday night one. Oh, Sonia had one on Sunday. I missed it. Oh, God's law versus man's law. Or man's law. Sounds good. I'm sorry I missed it. I started looking at the Bible as a corporate, you know, a, a corporation, or man created a corporation versus his uh, natural self. Sure. And when Kurt mentioned it last night, I got to thinking about the the the, the birth when you're born. Your corporation is created first, and then you're you're the next one. You're the real the real one, the Abel. You're you're Cain and Abel. Okay. And Cain slew Abel. And the first thing I was thinking about when a baby's born, it starts crying, or the, they want to make sure it's crying. And, and God confronted the Cain and said that he is, you know, his blood cries out to me, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was talking that that's a weird correlation, but that, that's the first sign of a corporate entity being created right there, and it was set apart not to harm the one that's able or the true man. And it had a mark set up on it. That's the first sign of a mark right there. I like that. I, I, I was always wondering why why you can't tickle the child instead of smacking it on the butt. <laughs> <laughs> In the world laughing instead of crying. <laughs> Do you think the mom wants the afterbirth? Nah. Well, now, now there's an interesting thing, and that got brought up last night too. Um, I go to this thing. I, I I make a point. I try to make it every year. It's it's the Rainbow Gathering, and uh, has nothing to do with gay. They had the word first, but anyway, the first one I was at, there was a child born there, and uh, Dad <laughs> cooked up the ap- afterbirth, and. Uh, uh, he was uh, offering it around if anybody wanted to participate. Um, I said, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Whatever you're, you know. Uh, and I didn't really... You talking about where they eat the placenta? Yeah, I cooked it up. That's weird. And... Face one was just talking about that. Well, it, that came up last night on the chat, too. Um, what would that I... signify? That 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 I don't know. That's uh, you know I've been working on that ever since. But he is taking responsibility and claim and disposal and I mean he's taking a hundred percent responsibility for that. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! I don't know if it's if they're just taking something they read and making it reality. But doesn't the scriptures talk about? And the Catholic Church still say, eat this cracker and eat this, drink this wine, this is blood, this is my flesh? Oh, yeah, that's weird. We'll go into that in a minute. Yeah, that's a weird book. Go ahead. Okay. 
uh, keep going. I'm just wondering what the significance or what's what's the result. Uh, well, well, okay, you know, people eating placenta. Well, no, let's go to let's go to Christians eat their God and drink His blood. Does that seem a little odd to anybody? Yeah, um, Sonia. Hi, friends. Um, you know, I I believe that um, Jesus didn't mean literally drink his blood or eat his flesh. Right? Even symbolically. Even symbolically, we eat our God. Well, it's it's like digesting. It's it's like digesting to me spiritually. Like nowhere did Jesus, you know, cut a piece of his flesh out and I, hand it to his disciples and say, "Eat my flesh," or he didn't pour his blood out into a cup. I've got the answer. I've got it. Okay. It just hit me. Sonia and I were talking earlier about Jesus is the person of God. Jesus is not God, but he is. What if Jesus is representing the afterbirth? And when you eat of his flesh and drink of his blood, you're accepted him. So you're. if we take what we've heard, it's you're, if if you accept the afterbirth or ex- claim that name in the name of my, you know Jesus or in the name of myself, you have access to the Father. You're kind of untouchable in in some sense. You're protected. What well, doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> about as much sense as. Uh, don't get it. Uh, yeah, I'm still struggling with that. You're you're taking you're taking everything and full responsibility for it. You accept Jesus, you accept God. The only way to God is through Jesus, according to Jesus. So if you accept your let's say corporate name, then all of the riches are now you have rights to. In my Father's house are many mansions. I accept Jesus. I accept the afterbirth. So so that's like, I can't any more fully accept it than, I mean, I'm putting it in me. So, yeah, I'm accepting it 100%. The register, you mean the the thing about register, Jesus and the star, but everything was about claiming your... Remember in the Bible we talked you know we talked about ten percent earlier it belongs to God. But when you talk about the afterbirth and the first firstborn, whatever, the key thing in the scriptures say it's just a story, for example, a corporate story. Didn't they always go after the firstborn? To kill the firstborn? And then sometimes the firstborn had rights to everything the father had? Yeah. Think about it. You know, why don't we, you know, I, I on on Sundays I used to have this show, God's Law or Man's, and I quit because there didn't seem to be any interest, and I didn't know if it was the way I was presenting the material that I had or what, but, you know, <laughs> sometimes we can get in some pretty interesting uh, conversations about the Bible, you know, maybe I should strike it back up. What do you think, people? Well, what did somebody describe Jesus as? Uh, not not the not the man, but the name Jesus doesn't it mean land? 
if you accept Jesus, the afterbirth, you're accepting the land, the, the riches of it. Somebody want to delve into that? You want to hear something? John, yeah. I, I think, yeah. Uh, a show like that would be fine, but if you go look at Topsy, there's there's a million uh, churches. Now, who was that? Somebody so, said, you want to hear something? Are you ready? I think it was Jerusalem or Israel. The true meaning of Jesus or something means land. But if you accept it, you accept the land. But, yeah, somebody said you want to hear something interesting. That was me, phase one. Phase one, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so we're talking about the afterbirth and the placenta. The placenta is actually, uh, I guess it's kind of an organ that forms uh, upon conception. It's the first thing that forms, and the umbilical cord forms out of that down to the egg sac, and then the fetus grows inside the, that egg sac or whatever. But the placenta is attached inside the woman, inside the woman's cervix. And uh, and that's what filters and supplies nutrients and food and oxygen and stuff to the umbilical cord and then down to the baby, right, to develop the baby. And um, so I was just looking into that, what Kurt Kallenbeck was talking about, and I found that the the place that the placenta attaches to the woman is called the fund. The fund? <laughs> F-U-N-D, the fund. <laughs> yes. Uh, to be exact, it's called the fundus, you know, but there's also fundic and, you know, but it's called the fund. And, and so I looked up on Wikipedia and said, what is a fund, okay? And it says, uh, it, atomo- uh, biologically speaking, the fundus is a part of an organ furthest away from its opening okay so i know what we're talking about here and uh so the fund is kind of the and it's attached to the woman and it's developing this thing right we we call it a fetus or a baby the fundus is a, is a very important part of this whole process well without it there would be no baby right and right. uh and if you think about how when the time is right, the uh, product or the baby travels down a canal to, uh, w- which is what we call labor, right? Those are called labor pains or whatever, and contractions. And then the baby is, uh, uh, let's say, pops out into what we call a delivery room. So something is delivered. And uh, usually, immediately after that, here comes the fund. Or not the fund, the uh, placenta detaches from the fund, but it, it is the essential part of that whole cycle. And yeah, so, go ahead. It's very interesting. So then I looked up fund and <clears throat> uh, fundus, sorry, fundus, and this is very interesting. The fundus from late Latin means uh, the bottom or literally a farm comma land comma estate. Cool. <laughs> I've been trying to tie that in to be born again. I think also 
to be born again is to re-enter a similarity, the happy place. Right. To go back to go back to the land to uh, get those funds. Jesus didn't have anybody you funding him are, as far as we know. You are the land. You are the estate. You are the fund. You know, when you, the the mom delivered the package to to the dock, you know, mm-hmm. at the birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's one other big thing in that. The placenta and the afterbirth and all this stuff is only the DNA of the mother. Now put that together with the birth certificate and they want the mother's name, maiden name, and I think there's some differences in different states and et cetera, but in a lot, at least a lot of cases, there's no place on that birth certificate for the father. Well, and just to add on that very important part, when 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 you when they when they just want the mother's maiden name, that symbolizes a virgin, an unwed, an unwed, un a holy woman, a virgin, right? And, and a bastard child. And a bastard child. And so uh when if you go back into scriptures and think about the Virgin Mary and all this stuff, uh it really starts to become interesting. I've got a thought on that. Can I gentle friends, can I can I add to what you're saying here? No, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, mute her out. Mute her out, yes. Yes, no? No, I'm just messing. <laughs> It's a well, joke we have. Since I enjoy uh, studying the Bible also, I, I just wanted to add that there's one thing I think that uh, is being left out here. I think that's very important. And uh, what it is, since since we're talking about uh, our Creator God and we're talking about Jesus Christ and the role that he played, um, it, nobody seems to be mentioning Satan, okay, the, the bad guy. And we got to kind of think from the very beginning when when he stepped into the role where he deceived the, our first human um, uh, parents, um, he was in the picture right from the beginning. So all these things, whether it be words or names or or whatever, placenta and canal and delivery and all these things, when when man when man was at the point of naming things, you know, they were naming animals and naming, you know, parts of the body and things like that. We've got to remember um, the bad guy that that was in here that had um, 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 some control over over the governments, over the men and women, and, and, and he's playing a role in here too, a silent partner. Okay, so... Sonia. Um, yes. I see where you're going with this, and I agree. The system that has a right—you know, Satan was created by God and still yeah. has a right to exist, right? So, so this system is created by who? By God. God created it. No, uh, no, no, no. Well, but, but, he, he created it, but, but. What? What's this? What's this? <laughs> but the system tried to exalt itself above what was righteous, and watch, watch, watch what happens. It copies or tries to mimic its its creator. Yeah. That's why everything in the corporate world mimics the will of the people, but it's not the same. Yeah. 
so yeah, every document has a head, a body, a footer, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's really, it's a person, you know, Walmart is a person and personality is what, what Roddy's getting at. Yeah. You know? But, but you remember what phase one was talking about when a baby is born of that funds, fundus, when a baby comes out, what does it do? It, it pretty much has everything programmed into it that it needs to survive, but it still must be funded by the breast of the mother's banks, her breasts. Mm-hmm. And oh. if it rejects those breasts, it goes to another woman. You know, it's still going to need funding, correct? Right. It, you know, it's called a wet nurse or whatever. I, I, I can't really tie this in too well. <laughs> but you're cut off from your mother because you've rejected her nutrients. She's given you everything that you need to survive. It's all right there in the garden of mama. And now you're accepting someone else's offer. Not only that, but when the mother admits on paper to being a a whore, you know, just putting down your maiden name, there's no father in the picture, no wed. Yeah, no, no, no relationship in wedlock, uh, holy matrimony. So now there's just a paternal question there. Okay, who's going to be the daddy? Well, guess who steps in right away? That's the whole point. That's the yeah. whole point. All the Kurt stuff. Yeah, and it kind of goes like this. Uh, at least in my opinion, I'll remember all this. In my opinion, um, uh. Idiochi and Sonia, let's just pretend that you were uh, American. You live down here, and Roddy K. and I think Cheyenne might still be listening. We all live in in what is called the United States, and uh, you're born on this land, and so am I, and so is Roddy, and so is Sonia, and everybody, and so is uh, 300 million other folks. Now, let's say there's 300 million square miles of land. Um, designated as these United States. So each one of us would get uh, one square mile of land granted to us by our creator. And uh, and this all sounds fine and dandy until we start saying, well, which parcel do you want? Which one do you want? Which one do you want? Which one do you want? And so the one of the best ways to take care of that is I think what uh, Roddy and I talked about with the Founding Fathers. They said, well, all the folks born on this land, which now are called natives, are going to have to give up an interest in the land. They're going to have to hand it over to a government to be protected and administered. Because if not, all you guys are going to start killing each other because Roddy's got the piece of land next to the lake and I got the one next to the what the snake pit or whatever it is, you know, and we're all going to start fighting over it. So we all have to hand over our interest in our estate, our, our birth estate, which is our grant from our creator of the right to live on this earth. And uh, And we all have to hand over a certain interest in it for our protection and our benefit, and especially because now there are corporations moving in, these fake entities, the system, like Sonia called it, which are also there for our benefit to provide us with cheap products and stuff we need for our daily life and convenience and all this stuff. They're also there for our benefit, but they have to be controlled. And in order to control them, folks have to hand over a little bit more right 
you know, if 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 uh, what, what is that saying? You, you cannot tax, or you cannot control something you do not have an interest in. And so the the people have to hand over an interest. Well, I'll bet you in the old days, whatever, 200 years ago, a lot of the people were like, screw that, and they headed out west, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna go stake my own claim. I'll protect my own land. I don't need anybody to help me control my land. Well, that works fine for a while until industry starts moving that way. Railroads coming through, towns are popping up, businesses are coming in, and then the it's it's necessary to have a government, a limiter, but not for the people, not to limit the people, to limit business. And that's what all the statutes and codes are. It's just a limiter for business. And it's through our, like you, I think Idiochi said, you know, over time and just even just one or two generations, it's just people ignoring what's right in front of their face. I think, who was it, Eisenhower? gave that address about the military industrial complex just 60 years ago, you know, 65 years ago. And yep. uh, people, people just, yep. Okay. Whatever. I'm going to go buy a new car. Here we go. You know, you just, it, when times are good, you, it just flows right past it. Now times are bad for us, right? We've been through a couple of recessions in the past 20 years and stuff. And so we start to notice what's going on. I don't think enough for uh, Yet, but at least we are. So my point is, the the government respects the idea that you are born of a miracle of a creation from a creator, and you are the estate. Without you, without people on this land, there would be no growth. There would be nothing. The people are the true value, and the system started by protecting people from the fictitious. And slowly, it's our fault that we've joined into that paper world, and we become we we only exist now on paper, basically. And but that's not the only way to live, as you and I know. We can we 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 live locally with our neighbors and our friends and and stuff like that. We we do minor business. You know, we might go to Walmart or something and can conduct some business, but we're not really big business. So, um. We we could live we could live without money as you say or w- without any government. I don't think anyone's going to go around killing each other. But the problem is we've created a record of our existence on paper that we must we must um, what do you say you must ag- agree to. I cannot go back on my word. You know, Carl talks about how strong a man's word is. Well, if I agree to do something, I better do it. If not. There's a system also set up to punish someone who goes back on their word because we don't want to live in a society full of liars and cheaters. And that's kind of what now we're running into is our, our paper existence is, uh, is we're starting to notice that we only exist on paper. You're still there? Yep. Yeah, I had a bad cell. You know, you know, along those lines, uh, exactly what you're talking about. Early on in this nation's uh, history, uh, they were they made incorporation corporations and the larger corporations. They made it really difficult for. Them. I mean, the 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 
what you we call government was doing their job on that note. Mm-hmm. And it's been you know, the uh the main part of that well, when the Federal Reserve came in and then in the thirties, you know, when they cut corporations loose and then uh what the um corporations are people that fairly recent Supreme Court decisions allowing corporations to give as much money to candidates, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we're just, we're losing it more and more, and it's it's accelerating uh, in our most, hopefully, hopefully it's accelerating to the point that it's affecting up everyday people that Does anybody know where this noise is coming from? Rodney, are you on the road, sweetie? Oh, I just muted out. No, that's okay, honey. Um, is, is that where the noise is coming from? You're trucking? I'm trying to find out where it's coming from. It sounds like traffic. It sounds like road noise. Mm, we're going to have to get Roddy. A, he's on the road all the time. We're going to have to donate and get him a good set of something. What's the technology? I got a I got a good headset, but it might have just been the position I was in because it usually cancels out. Is it you? Can we, I don't can know. We blame it, you? Is it going Are you on, on now? The right now, Roddy. No, can you hear no, it now? It's fine, it's fine now. Uh, continue. Sorry, friends. Go ahead. Are you on the people's? Are you on the people's road or are you on the state's road? He's on uh, the state. He better be. I'm on the public or state road. I'm not using it privately. The right of way. I have no right of way. Right. You're paying for the use of that of my road, aren't you? <laughs> well, I hope so. Somebody is. Yeah, we're paying, Roddy. You have an interest in this. I do too. <laughs> yeah, I want that road still to be good when I use it. My road. That's right. Well, well you're gonna have to talk to the corporations that your county areas contract with to put. <laughs> Putting down bad products, and when it snows, quit putting the scraper right on the right on the asphalt and concrete because they tear it up. Right, and I want all you commercial users to contribute to a fund that covers all that. No, we already do, and there's a regulated amount, and, our, and this is the the roads are made for a certain amount of weight, but they're not they're they're not telling you that their scrapers are tearing up a the product. They're yeah. uh, city scrapers. <laughs> exactly. They're also not telling you that. Um, um, you know what those all those license fees, et cetera, et cetera, that the people that don't need them are paying. Oh well, who's going to pay for the road? Well, it's like well, uh, around here at least, uh, right on the gas pumps, uh, they've got the price of how much of it is tax. And it's just well, I'm not using them commercially, and I'm paying for it anyway. Yeah, and, and I don't actually mind that gas tax. Or I even don't even paying for service. Even, what I mind, what I mind, our town here, and um, I put a little bit of this in, in last night's chat, I think. Um, if you guys all go look up, you know, now that we've figured out all these town of, city of, state of, our corporations, okay, it's like, well, corporation, that's all about money in, money out, correct? So you go look up CAFR. Comprehensive Annual Financial Report, and you find you come to find out that 
these towns, cities, states, uh, U.S., all these people. They're sitting on millions and billions, okay? So uh, this little town here that I'm near, people are bitching about the potholes. And this state, um, some years back, they put an amendment in the Constitution. They called it the Taxpayer's Bill of Rights. And the guy that authored it, of course, they just sent to prison recently. Um, but one of the provisions is in, they can't raise taxes without a direct vote of the people. Okay, so they're whining about the potholes. So they had a campaign. Okay, well, we're going to have a pothole tax, basically. You know, and... Uh, they managed to push it through because people wanted to uh, get the bottle fixed. Uh, but they never bothered to tell you, oh, yeah, we're sitting on these millions and billions, um, but we need more. We always need more. And if, if, like Roddy's talking about, you know, a certain percentage of your labor needs to go to out into share with the rest of the people for common good, um, how, if that number keeps going up um, because numbers are going up in general, inflation, et cetera, et cetera, how is it you need more money from me, which means I have less more less money at the time I need more money? How does that make uh, any sense? I'll tell you why. Those potholes that are created by the snow plows? Yeah. No no one's made a claim for damages properly yet. Second of all, what's this character? Master Idiochi, I've been keeping a beautiful record of all the funds that are owed to you. Uh, if you have any expenses, all you got to do is send in a bill. Oh, yeah, there is there is a provision for that. Most people don't understand that or know about that. But, yeah, there is definitely a You know, I hit a pothole, and it shook my shook my fender loose, you know, then there is a place to go make a claim on that. And do you and think fact, do, you, do, you, do you think Go ahead. Do you think do you think a bunch of men just voluntarily showed up one day and started doing that as men of their own goodwill? No. It was a corporation that authorized that. So a corporation can bring a suit. Yeah, corporation is not automatically evil per se. But there's a lot of people, evil people running corporations that have figured all the ins and outs at while the rest of us were sitting on our asses not paying attention. Why don't you get to get with the right people or the corporations, maybe the truckers or whoever can claim damages, and send a notice to the city manager or whoever's responsible for that area upkeep? That's the first uh, shot, uh, shot in the air right there. Well, yeah, that's the same. And that's what I – see, I'm advocating – you know that's where, you know they what is that? Um, risk management is the is the main company for that. All these all these people, men and women operating in all the, as agents of all these assorted positions and all these assorted corporations. They they uh they have to they have to like insure themselves. And if you have a claim, rather than go straight to the court. If you have a claim against one of them operating in these capacities, 
don't go to the don't go to the court, even though we supposedly own the court and the courts are ours. The 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 reality is they've been taken over and they're not ours anymore. Well, skip that. Just go right to the insurance company. Make your claim right there. If you're denied right there, then you go to court, but you've already started building your record. But yeah, the pothole thing, you can go right to that company and say, hey, your pothole damaged my car, you know, I need this much to fix it. You can make it. There is, there is that, there, there is that method, that system is set up. You can do that. Most people just don't know about it. You may tell you one thing that happens when you don't make a claim. You, you've lost your right to. Well, kind of, but they do give notice. You know, they they are required to give notice. I've seen roads that are bumpy as all get out. And instead of fixing them, I guess because no one's made a claim properly, they'll just put up a sign saying rough road. Yeah. They've noticed noticed you. That's their giving notice, exactly. Yeah. 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 This road is rough. If you do it at nine miles an hour, chances are you'll break your car. Yeah, that's notice. But that's a good thing. But that absolves them from any claim by you. That's the point. If there's no sign there, uh, I think legally and lawfully, uh, one can have a claim because we're, if you're a driver using the highway and you're operating under limited liability and you're following all the rules, but the road damages your, your vehicle, let's say, the state will compensate you for that. If there's yeah. no notice, if they put a notice out there, that's where yeah, we live. <laughs> you know, I agree with that. That's my. I don't have a problem with that. Fire beware. <laughs> Who's fourteen? That's when you come in and say, "Well, you know, you you heard me. I'm making a claim." Well, we put up a sign saying "rough road." Well, what's the definition of rough? That's not in yeah. our contract. That's not in our well, agreement. Yeah. Now, now you're getting into possible arguments, but but yeah, at least you have a starting point at that point. In the legal world, everything is defined, and especially signs, you know, or something like that that is commonly put out to the public as notice, Roddy. So I'm sure. Rough road has a definition um, <laughs> to the effect that the road may might cause damage at a certain blah 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 blah, and again they're free to go. You you talking about their sign nature? Their insufficient sign. notice, void for vagueness. <laughs> well, then they then they'll do that. They you know. Then they'll say, well, are you an expert, right? Are you competent to even understand? And then you'll have to say no, and they'll say, okay, then we win, because you're an idiot. I brought my, ex- I brought my <laughs> expert with me. I'm going to testify next. Your Monroe shock engineer? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it can get crazy. 
But don't you think it comes down to governing yourself? Uh, it's all about governing yourself, but that's the scary part too. Yeah. It's uh, because self-governing actually means 100% liability for your actions. Exactly. And that sounds fine and dandy, but let's just say that uh, let's just say that we all lived like that. And so I'm, 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 I mean, we live in an era that now we have cars, so we all get in our cars and we're going down the street. And do do I really trust that that guy coming at me is going to take liability for his actions when he hits me? I, do I really trust that? Do I, can I trust that guy? I can trust my neighbor because I know him. I can trust people I talk to because I know them. But when we start going out, what we say, into public or out away from our our common jurisdiction, do I really trust that guy to, to take liability if he hits me? And does he trust me? And it gets a little shady, right? Because what, what if he does hit me? And basically says, F you, buddy. You know. That, that you've nailed it right there. That You've nailed it right there. That the, the, um, It seems to me a lot of these people pursuing common law, they want the benefit, privilege, whatever you want to call it, of limited liability. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's like, no. If you want to be common law, there is no such thing as limited liability. You, God forbid, run over a guy and kill him. You got to take care of his family for the rest of their your life. That's right. They, at common law, it's all about your bond, your promise, and your promise better be in writing, uh, sworn to in front of some credible witnesses, and on record, so that anybody, if you cause some damage. Uh, you know, someone can go find out who you are, look up your promise to pay, and you better keep to your word. You know what I mean? And so when we're talking about common law and, like, driving on the road, well, people say, well, you can just get insurance. Why don't we have, you know, you can still have insurance. That means that someone else is taking liability for me. Therefore, I'm not self-governing anymore. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. People people want the uh the, we were sort of getting into that earlier about, you know, well I wanna I wanna use the bank and I wanna do this and I wanna do that and then okay, well now all of a sudden I'm common law. And I believe that can be done, but um yeah, you're starting now you're making everything gray. You know, well I wanna be I want to be statutory now, but I want to be common law now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I was getting into earlier. Those those guys that were saying, you know, take the numbers off your ha- house, refuse all that stuff. You know, that's 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 going in a hundred percent. And and at that time, you know, it was what I was thinking is you got to go one way or the other. Yeah, now there's people like Carl and Mike and stuff who said, well, I can use this at this time and this. I can step in and out of that. I believe that's possible also, but you better be really good at that well, point. You, know, I you think better you, know when you're responsible and when you're not. 
I was just going to say, you better put out a notice of how you're acting at, at that time so that you can be either, you can be held liable either way under limited liability or your, your bond. And that's hard to do, right? You're going to put a light on top of your car that says, okay, I'm under insurance and I'm driving with a license now. And then, you know, or turn off the light and say, oh, now I'm not, you know. Right, cops right. Can't, cops can't pull me over now because I'm under common law, self-governing, blah. It gets a little, it gets a little shady. I agree. But the What we could do, and that's called conditioning, conditioning your status you know, capacity, how are you acting? And um, we can still do that, right? Like, let's say Roddy, <clears throat> he's a truck driver, and so he has a commercial driver's license. You know, that that's a conditional license. When he's in a vehicle owned by this corporation and it's over this weight and it has air brakes and he's he's got a semi-trailer behind him hauling products, that's when the license is chargeable if he... Uh, you know, makes a mistake or, you know, gets pulled over for some infraction. But the, the what they call the passenger car license, the general license that we all have, that's that's unconditioned. It, it, it's effective all the time. It's you, That license is used for almost everything we do, right? I, I go into Walmart and I use it for ID, and it, it's just gone out of proportion. We haven't conditioned that document that we keep using to exist in the business world, you know. Yeah, Bob Bob Schaefer does a good one on that. Um about the plates. And and what he calls it is um yeah, my car is commercial ready. You know, it's tagged. I'm not operating in commerce at this moment, but if should I wish to, you know, I pick up a guy and uh accept uh um, compensation for delivering him to a certain area, you know. I, I have a discrepancy on that. Go ahead. Say again. Like last night was talking about it it I don't know if it's exactly what it is. But when you register, you get a tag and a license, you're becoming part of the family known as the state, corporate state. It's like copyright. You're part of the policy. I mean, you said you you have it on just in case. I say you got to right. separate. You got to separate the, the the private, personal stuff from your business self. So it's presumed that if you have a tag on your property, that you are engaging in it 24-7 because that, I'm, I'm in a big truck right now, so it can be presumed that I'm trucking. I don't put the tags on my car in case I want to use it. You see what I'm saying? It would be, be like putting on a, uh, I don't want to get rowdy, naughty, but why would you put on a prophylactic if you're not, you know? Well, it's not only is it presumed, let's say on just your personal car, that we all have. It's not only presumed that you uh, are, what did you say? Or you said something, registered and stuff. It's not only presumed, but it's on record that you granted an interest to the state and the interest is of protection and limited liability. And that's called a title. Actually, that's what a title is. 
And he who he who uh, grants them, the, the state grants you a title, and he who grants a title can always take it back. Or he who grants the title gets to make the rules governing that title. And so uh, then when you register the car, you're saying, I'm going to use it for this purpose, right? So we, we go out and register, and they're like, okay, well, you need an emissions check. Check the brakes. Check the mechanic. You need a driver's license, too, because we can't have, uh, you know, un- unskilled folks driving around on the road. It's going to be used for a certain purpose, and that purpose is what is presumed to be business. Not only presumed, it actually says that in certain statutes. Yeah, no, no, no woman. Have to be if you're going to try and jump in and out. If you're going to run around in a commercial um, utility tool, and you're only going to use it commercially some of the time. You know, that's where you, you either have to be good at that or you have to get into one one side or the other. That mm-hmm. that, that goes to dual minded and all that. It, it's, it's kind of a part of you being the con for your... Like, like a woman doesn't take your name just to... Well, yeah, that, that goes to fraud. If you discover fraud and continue to participate in a fraud, then you're part of the fraud, and you no longer have a, a argument. Well, I won't say you no, no, don't any longer have an argument or defense against fraud, but you've become a part of the fraud. So if you discover a fraud and you don't extract yourself from the fraud, then you you could be considered a participant in the fraud. Well, that's like in the Bible. It says, you know, if you're in... in you know, if you're associating with others that are engaged in the sin and you continue to associate with them, you know, it's like when the the police pick you up and you happen to be in front of the bank with four mobsters and you jump in the same car just to get away from this scene, you know, you're a participant. Yeah, I hear you. Association? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Here, well, let's... let's uh... There's something I've been wanting to get into, but it's kind of related, if I can jump into this for just a minute. Um, There's all all of these um, agents, uh, pretty much all of them, maybe in the lowest level they don't have to, but they're they're supposed to take an oath and abide by an oath and et cetera, et cetera. Now, I argue with Christians all the time. Matthew five thirty three, I believe, is where it's at. Um, Jesus, uh, or Yeshua, or whatever you want to call him, uh, um, and whatever your level of belief is, he says, take no oath. And like I say, I've argued this with Christians, and they say, oh, that just means that if you take an oath, you have to abide by it. And it's like, no, he didn't say that. He said, take no oath, period. You know, not by, not by Jerusalem, not by the hair on your head. You know, take no oath. Okay, so all these actors with all these agencies, they all required to take an oath. So, I mean, Jesus says anything else is of the evil one. Hey, wait, I got an old 1800s Bible up. That's the sinful nature of the undertaking. Right, so does that mean the entire corporate, quote, government 
They're all of the evil one. They all have to take an oath. Or it could mean don't take it from them. Don't accept their oath? No, to take an oath. So what if you told me don't take a idiochi hamburger? Well, it also says in the Bible, too, you know, not to swear on anything, the heavens and the earth, not to promise. That's exactly what I'm talking about, the same thing. Exactly, you're talking about taking an oath. So with us being imperfect man and woman, we can't promise anything because we can't keep a promise. Only God can keep a promise. Also, tomorrow will bring. Also, a taken, idiot, taken means if someone has an oath or a contract, don't look into it. Don't observe it. Don't worry about it. It's their contract. Don't take it from the... Yes, you can't trust. You can't trust that they can keep it, <laughs> obviously. No, that, that's what taken means is to observe it, to look at it, to look upon it, yeah, investigate it. The term for the for the oath would be someone will swear an oath and then it's offered it's offered to you and me and, and Roddy's gonna Oh okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, Roddy, yeah. yeah. Take something. We better find out if they're you know, if it's not real, can can this person be held liable for that oath? You know, don't take it at face value, right? We've heard that saying. And we, we, we know as imperfect men and women that, uh, no, we can't take anybody for the oath because they're imperfect. Who am I to take it away from you if you have an oath? That's what I'm saying. If you have a contract, I can't take it away from you. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to catch on here, Rod. You want, you want me to read this out of, this Bible's like from the 1800s. Uh, you want me to read it out of here? Sure, sure. Yes, please. Again, ye have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but thou shalt perform unto the Lord thine oath. But I say unto you, Swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it's God's throne, nor by the earth, for it's his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it's the city of the great king, neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatever more than, the, than these cometh of evil. And that's, uh, let me see, let me go to the front. It's probably, I didn't see a copyright in this one, which I always thought was funny. Copyright the Word of God. But most of the Bibles you'll see are copyrighted one way or another. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, don't make a deal with the devil. Well, don't swear. So, okay, if you don't swear, and to be a public servant you have to swear, that cometh of evil. So the whole public servant setup cometh of evil then, right? 
Hey, I, 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 can I can I take a minute to explain? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm trying to start something with you. I don't have an answer. I'm I'm putting out a question. I yeah, I'll try to explain it based on a previous discussion about the the copyright when you put a tag on your car that you're you're kind of saying I agree <clears throat> to be part of your family. Well, that's what we see with the marriage or the man and a woman is. You don't, she doesn't take your name in hopes that one day you'll marry her or grant her authority. This is just for example, not that women are less than men, but this is the pecket order that we, you know, the custom. So a woman and you make an agreement, right? Hasn't it always been the common law that she take your name? Correct. Well, if you don't make an agreement, but yet she takes your name and swears an oath to it in that aspect and goes out and does all sorts of crazy stuff without you agreeing to it, she's taking your name in vain and swearing. That's what you do sometimes. You take an oath and you use people's state's name in vain. And it goes back to the copyright, too. If it's somebody else's name, you can't take it unless they authorize it, and you're a rep- you're authorized agent. So well, you're taking the name in vain. Can I uh, add something, Roddy? Um, I I know that yeah, in the Bible it says not to swear, but it, it in, in continuation to that uh, statement, it says, let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. So instead of swearing... We just give our word, you know, as a man or a woman. Uh, we just say, I might, you know, it's like shaking hands. You just say, yes, uh, we have an agreement, husband and wife or whatever it may be. But yes. swearing, yes. swearing seems to be, a, you know, a, well, a totally it, different here's, issue. Here's, Ab- how got, here's how they've Ab- gotten around it. <laughs> Absolutely. Here's how they've gotten around it. It's the fictional yeah, character that they're playing that does it, not them. Like, like if if you see if you're watching a cartoon and Mickey Mouse, uh, what's that old uh, Elmer Fudd shoots the bunny rabbit? Yeah. Okay. Well, did did the real Bugs Bunny get hurt? No. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's all a play. Yeah. So they can do it that way, but for the people, for the common law side, if you will, just man to man, woman to woman. Yeah, yeah, nay, nay. Yeah. Well, what this uh, um, idiote was that was was it idiote that was asking the question was saying, yeah, you know, are are all the uh, you know the commercial system actually, you know, who are they run by? If, if they're all swearing, you know, um, who are they really being run by? So it's obviously they're they're not following God's standards. If, oh, if they're been. all swearing. Uh, to and, and taking oaths and that that was kind of basically his question. It's like taking an oath to the play to make sure the characters in the play don't hurt the the real people. Uh, not if you're swearing, not if you're swearing on a Bible or if you're swearing, you know, and you're putting your hand up and you're pledging, you know, the the king or the queen or whoever, you know, when you're swearing. And, and giving an oath, it's totally different than just saying as a man or a woman. Like, um, 
uh, one time I went into court and they asked me if I'd swear on the Bible. And I said, I cannot swear on the Bible, but I will uh, state that um, I'll let my yes be mean yes and my no mean no, but I wouldn't swear on the Bible uh, because it says not to. So Good good job, Sonia. You know, you just let your yes mean that yes and your no mean no, and you'll tell the truth to the best of your knowledge. When we talk about the corporations, he mentioned something earlier about I was going to give you a thought about a corporation, equal protection of the law, the dual system, and they still have a duty to the to the people. I was going to give you an example in trucking, like say Colorado, uh, the people of that state. You have the same corporation called, let's say Sherwin Williams, okay, in Colorado. They can only make blue paint. Let's say blue paint. The people want blue paint. That's all they can make. The same corporation, Sharon Williams, in Georgia, was the same corporation. They can only make red paint. Even though it's the same corporation, different state, it's it's a they must they're bound by the will of the people. And I'll, this is what happens in the trucking. Actually, is you'll have the same product in a different state. And you'll take it to the same company back and forth because of the rules of the people of that state. Okay. You can't manufacture this here, but you can do it over there. Common law. You, you can take the finished good back over here, and the, the product. Oh, you know, you will take the uh, raw ingredients over there. Same company and Aaron, or Face One rather. <coughs> face One. Mm-hmm. That's, his, that's his persona, his character. Space One can't hurt you. Yeah. Um, he told me a story about McDonald's. Space One, you want to tell him about McDonald's that we've all known to love and get used to being sick of? About how we it's all the same here, pretty much, because of the people? But you want to tell him your, your side of um, Mc, McChickenies? Maybe face ones went for a coffee or tea. Yeah, I want to hear about hamburgers. <laughs> hey, I kind of look at I kind of look at it like this. It's like, hey, Roddy, I owe you two hundred bucks. Well, Bob says he has some paint work for me, and uh, it only take a couple of days, and I should make five hundred bucks. So I intend. I wish to give you your 200 bucks on Friday. Okay? I I could be run over on a by a bus on Monday. So I'm not going to promise. I'm not going to guarantee. I'm not going to swear. I'm not going to take an oath. I'm just going to go with I wish and I intend to give you your 200 bucks on Friday. So I mean, it seems like a small difference, but it's 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 they trick us with words, so we have to be careful with our words. This is why bonds and oaths are important. That's why we have bonds. Yeah, it's, uh, like, a, we're, we're, it's like a guarantee. Okay. Because if if you, if you don't honor your agreement, uh, your bond's still there. Right. Well, okay. To me, a guarantee is like okay. 
hey, Roddy, I got this dirt bike. You hold this dirt bike. If I don't give you that 200 bucks on Friday, that dirt bike is yours. That's a guarantee. That's hard goods. That's real. You know, a word, an oath, a paper, none of that shit is real. But that that dirt bike, that's hard goods. That's real. Or that 300 pounds of potatoes or whatever. You know, something. So and I think that I think that goes to the overall of if we're going to try and be common law, then we got to get back to common. Yeah, handshake. No, Sonia's probably honor. Sonia, Sonia's probably going to look for some common sleep here shortly. <laughs> no, I'm not too bad. I don't have to work tomorrow, so I'm I'm hanging in. Kind of oh. work you do, Sonia. Pardon me. What kind of work do you do? Oh, I, I just work at a little little camp for um, um, disability uh, children, you know, disabled children, um, mental health. Um, you know, it's it's really cool. Sounds like good work. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I just really love it. Um, yeah, so I, I do the maintenance. You know, right now we're building stairs and repairing buildings and into all the guy stuff and it's fun. It's did you say mental, mental did you say mentally handicapped? Yeah, yeah, in a way. So, some of them you'd never really know it. But uh that's what it is. It's for mentally challenged children, you know, that are having problems and stuff like that. So it's uh, we were talking about that we were talking about that earlier. If you can always tie it in or just look at it as you observe it about CPS or people who, what we call kidnap children, yeah, is on its surface or in the beginning, it was beautiful. It's a beautiful system because if if someone has an issue that you can't handle or you abandon them, I mean it's a wonderful thing for someone to be a caretaker. Yeah, yeah. you when you abandon it, unless they want to come forth and claim it, you know. So it's a you, you've got what I call an honorable position, or I mean, it's, it's you're part of something helping those who have no, you know, uh, someone to help them. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. I was talking about that with Face One. He says the system is beautiful. These corpor- these corporations are working wonderfully, and it's a beautiful system. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It really is. They we may not know what's going on. That's why we get screwed. But if if you if you've got a loved one or something, or like Idiochi said, when you make a promise to somebody and you get run over and killed, it's good to have a system there to take care of your will while you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Also dealing with that right now. The um yeah, I, and I believe this about most of the um statutes, codes, regulations, blah blah, all that et cetera stuff. You know, and, and I believe in most cases that they were instituted for a good purpose. It's just they've been corrupted and and uh Taken o- taken over by corrupt people, 
greedy people. You know who I, those people those people are, idiot OT? What's that? Those people are you and I. Uh, I disagree with you on that one. No, you and I have grown up. So, something happened. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was vanity or people started pursuing happiness or the American dream and found out it was a nightmare. The families have been destroyed. Daddies are gone. Mama's married to the state. If Mama's there, she's on crack. And the system, as best as it can, is now suffering from what the people have failed to govern. It's seeing that. It's seeing the effects of what the people should be. It, it, you'll, you'll get the government you deserve, is a saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, uh-huh. you, however you behave, your children will behave. Your, your creation, it's created by you. And it will yeah, act we, just like you after a while. Attention. We stopped paying attention, and, and there was people that they were given, they were given a lot of attention to it. And, oh, well, we can take advantage of this. Yeah, because we let it happen. We we uh, we drank beer and watched football and and uh, stopped being involved. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. In all the cases that we hear, I don't know how true they are because on TV about the Columbine shooting, Sandy Hook, if it was even real, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. That's all I'm saying. I wasn't there. But the one that gets the blame for it, they show how crazy or mentally disturbed they are. I always look at the parents or the environment that they were allowed to be raised in. Yeah, well, and that's been promoted. That's been promoted. Um, the school system, I think, is one of the biggest things about that. And, and uh, you know, my immediate family were, were teachers, in the system, and and that's what. How much law do you go to public school? Roddy, did you go to public school? Yes. How much law did you get? The legalese part, almost zero. I did. Well, most of it probably was legalese, and I didn't know it. It was actually it wasn't called law, but. I knew the elder rule, you know, the family stuff. There's a thing I ran across, and uh, God, I wish I could. Uh, I'm just going by memory now, so I can't give you any way to get to it. But um, there's like a test, and it looks like it. It looks like it would be like a college entry exam, okay, to people nowadays, to you and I, okay, and. Uh, what it turns out, I mean, it was back around the turn of the last century, not not the current one, uh, but the previous one. It was like entry-level test to get into, like, junior high school. And, and it would be perceived as, like, a college entry test nowadays. I mean, we're not, we're not, we abandon um, the teaching of our children to the system. And that's one of the biggest 
the biggest, this whole, the birth certificate. Thing. From, from the stories of 12, from those stories of 1215.org and uh, uh, the common law history of this nation, they say the number one thing that prevented people from being slaves or everyone from being taken over was because everyone knew what the true law was. Yeah, yeah. People in the 1700s knew 100% more law than you and I know right now. Well, the law or the governing law, statutes or whatever enacts it, it's fairly simple. But if you engage in an activity that it, that it starts or whatever, then you are kind of required to know all about the thing that you're engaged in. That's why they'll say ignorance of that law is no excuse. Well, I don't want to know that the, the Broncos are playing Sunday. I don't care. Is there, is there no beer at the liquor store? You know, then I'll worry about it. Right? Isn't that what happened to us? I'm trying to think. I, I think it happened, part, that's part of it today. But not only that, um, you can abuse somebody or browbeat them for, for so long that they... Uh, they become uh, what they call Stockholm Syndrome, or it's all psychological, where people, I listened to an attorney, not an attorney, it was a a guy who served in the military recently, you know, years ago, and he was on a show about the corruption in government or government agencies, and he said what a few SWAT team members did to one Vietnam vet was more suffered more post-traumatic stress syndrome than he did when he was in the in the war. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe that. I believe that totally. So what these cops are doing, they might they might be just in doing it in, in, in the scheme of things, the more we learn. But what people see that and not know what's going on, you become conditioned and scared into just saying that's the way it is. Well, you don't like it? Well, you needed a lawyer. What? What's a lawyer? What's an attorney? What? I can't... Don't I have rights? What? And it throws you into this uh, submissive condition. It's psychological, as Colin would say. So would you not say that's a con, or what? Uh, If you have a contract, but aren't made aware of all... All of it, I would say that was a con. Uh, I, that's the only way I can think of. It's like it's it's like the mafia. The ma in some respects, the mafia is almost more honorable because because it's obvious. They make it more obvious. Piracy. I was just trying to pause and let someone jump in there. Yep. When I think of the mafia, I don't. I look at just the common denominators of people I know and the TV shows, and I don't think of them as. Uh, I'm going to compare them to what we see as the system, the government. It's a family. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Come. <laughs> 
Sounds like I, I sounds like uh Are we still on? Yep. Yeah, we're here. I'm just keeping an eye on chat here, just kind of trying to follow along with everybody. <laughs> we're getting some pretty interesting interesting chat too. Yep. How are you doing, Sonia? Ooh, hi, Aquila. Yeah, I'll get my speakerphone off here. I hate holding this this radiation up to my ear well, for four to five hours. What was that? I heard you very well. It was fine. Idiochi, I think I just discovered a definition of a con. Bad. That would be the cell phone carriers telling you the areas they cover, but then you <laughs> drop calls. You drop calls three times. <laughs> Yeah, Aquila, I wanted you to jump in on on that Bible stuff. You want me to, or you wish I to? I I wish you would. What do you wish to know? What What was your take on What's your take on the um, oath stuff we were talking about earlier? Yeah, I heard you guys talking about it. I also just a promise. And you can make a promise, but to keep the promise, you have to ask God to help you. That's what I believe. Just like if you get married or you want to, you know, that's one promise you want to keep it, you have to ask God to help you. But so, so what you comment on that Jesus said, don't take an oath at all. I said promise. Oh, is that different? Why wouldn't it be? Okay. Only, you know. And I've seen scriptures in the Bible where it says not not to promise anyone anything or not to swear an oath to any man or woman. And because we're imperfect, we 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 can't we can't promise. God can promise. God's promises will happen. Ours, like you say, um, we don't know if it will happen or not. You know, we we can't make a promise, but it does say, "Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no." So it's kind of hard to where do you draw the line there, right? Like, but well, you got to understand what the word means. But, you know, but as I said, the only way to keep a promise is ask God to help you. On myself, I cannot, but with God, all things are possible. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying, just like a man cannot walk on water, but with God he can. If he asks God and God allow it, he can. So all things are possible with God, if you believe. Yeah, I see your point too, Quilly. Yeah, good point. That's hey. Yeah, that, that, you, that's interesting. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Remember talking about abandoning yourself and claiming your birthright? Wasn't Moses abandoned to sit down the river? Down the river? Wasn't it Moses? Yeah, he got floated. He got 
got discovered in the reeds there after he floated up on the, on the shore. But you know yeah, what? He was, down, a, he, 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 he was abandoned. Yeah. But he was protected the whole time. And then one day, he was still of his natural, whatever, his natural origin. And one day he said, let my people go. He claimed, from what I'm seeing, he he claimed his birthright. He claimed his uh, his name, claimed his birthright. And said, I'm out of here. Let me go. That's what Space One just revealed to me. Okay. And the the power was when he stretched forth the staff, you know, and wanted to strike a rock or whatever to get living waters out of it. He bared his arms. The record shows that this is mine, baby. I'm taking it with me. And if anybody tries to come after anything that's yours, oh, they'll be consumed in the in the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we have, we 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 have God-given rights, right? Yeah, a lot of times we just don't know what sweet for you to be like a prodigal son, father. That's my inheritance, right? All right, I'm gonna claim that and get on out of here. Yeah, it's like a husband and wife, eh? Let no man, let no man take another man's wife. Right? There's certain. Uh, God-given rights, um, you know, and, and certain things, certain natural laws, right? That, uh, you know, that we were just created to do or to not to do. And um, if, if we don't abide by them, obviously we haven't. And uh, look where this world has, has went to because we're not abiding by natural laws, Right. But this common law system was goes back to the Bible as we call it common law. Yeah. But the it may look legalese, but they're mimicking. It's kind of a carbon copy, if you will. It may look like it's, it's a wheat from the chaff. And even in the Bible with Abraham and Sarah, what did they do when they discovered that she she was uh, his wife? What do you mean, what did they do, Roddy? <clears throat> when Abraham and Sarah went into some land, and he said, tell them you're my sister. Oh, yeah, they, they yeah, because, uh, oh, yeah, I remember that story, but I can't remember. But when they found out that she was titled with him, or they had a, you know, they claimed each other. Yeah. They were, they, they knew the wrath of God was close by, and they were like, why didn't you tell us? I don't remember the full story, but then you go over to the story of uh, David. I think it was King David. Yeah, King David. How many wives did it say he had? A bunch of women that took his name. That took his name, right? Like his daddy, Solomon, I think it was. But what he wanted to do was this one woman he really wanted, and she was under... Uh, let's say contractor, copyrighted by another name. And in order to get her, he wanted to, her husband to, you know, I guess he was fighting a battle or wanted him to die, you know. 
Bathsheba and Uriah. No, I'm thinking about David. He he, he wanted a man. Yeah, yeah, he sent Uriah out to the front lines to get bumped out so he could take his wife. Why? Because he knew that she was under, they were under contract, and he couldn't lawfully do it. And God was about to do something serious right there, but he repented. Because you, you just don't touch something that's copyrighted or someone else has a claim to it. You don't do that. That That is biblical. That goes back to everything we can see recorded. Copyright. When you say it's, uh, some people might say it's legalese, but uh, that's what we call common law. It's just the way it is. We recognize that we must put our name to something. I mean, they're like little kids back in the day when you say, uh, that's mine. I don't see your name on it. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to have a name on things. If, if It's like making a claim, isn't it? If we say, well, that is mine, and if you're claiming it's yours, well, you know, let's let's go to the common people or the friends or whatever. We we know it's mine. The the people that know this, or we have a system we call, we call it government that are instituted amongst us to secure these rights. And the teacher will be like, "What are y'all fighting about over here? Whose is this? I'm gonna hold this until someone can claim it." Yeah. And and the one who's trying to steal it will say, it, "It's mine," and she'll ask for more specific information, question her friends. And they'll be like, oh, okay, that sounds okay. Let me ask you. And he'll tell you all about it, give you details so that only he would know and a witness or two, and it's it's over. I just saw that recently, actually. I was at a fuel stop, and someone says, hey, have you seen, a, have you seen my cell phone? And the guy says, okay, uh, what does it look like? He told him. He gets on his microphone to the other employees, and someone, someone responds, and he goes, what does this uh, phone look like? Yeah, we have one. Let's, what does it look like? And they described it almost exactly like the guy did. He goes, all right, here you go. So the clerk or the cashier guy was actually like a manager of the of the controversy or the whatever you were going to claim. And that's, that was good. That was a beautiful system. So no one else can claim something that's clearly not theirs. Yeah, I, I was want to specify. That's why it's good to have it recorded, some kind of record somewhere, or registered. They call it registered, but you're registering it as yours, not registering it with somebody else. You know, like you would do if you get married, you'd register your name as theirs. You just you just saying, hey, this is mine. Give a description of it. It's on the record. And I wish Face One would jump in. Face. Yeah, he. Well, the story about McDonald's. I was. I was telling him about the. Your record will. What will they say? Your your history or your uh, image or your uh, your reputation precedes you. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. We were talking about sending the sending the record first, and they, he said in Chinese that they actually do that. You must move your record first. 
about what, what it is you are and all this stuff, what's your intent, something like that. And the corporations do the same thing. They'll send in a record, a representative, the record, and then they'll establish themselves at another location. But yeah, we're talking about, the, uh, you know, what we know is McDonald's here. He was saying over there they've got not only is it the same McDonald's, but the people, they have something that the people like over there too. I call it McChickenese to be silly, but he can specify. Because that's that's what it is. I mean, even though it's the same corporation name, it's a different area, you know. It's all about contract. It's all about the record. And we just notice each other of what's going to be going on so that we don't cause harm to each other. And someone can administrate you know, oversee that to make sure everyone's fair, nobody's harmed, who's to blame. You know, a, a basketball game without referees would be stupid. I love you guys. I'm going to mute out. Hi, Rod. Who was that that muted out? Uh, Guess 12. No, I was imitating Bob. I like Bob Titus. He goes, I love you guys. I'm muted now. Okay. (laughs) Bob's got a good story, but I'm guessing this time of day he's already nodded out. He said I could pass it on, but I'm not going to. He's going to have to tell it himself. He's been good. Okay, we're all wearing down, running out of things to talk about. (laughs) Taking a breath, taking a, a, a brain break. This is, this is the time we have to have uh, jokes handy. Okay. <laughs> the only one I've got is the two boys in the hospital. And the one the one boy says to the other, what are you here for? And he says, for a circumcision. And the other one says, you know, I had that done right after I was born. I couldn't walk for a year. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that was off a movie I just saw recently. Oh, no. I can feel the pain. <laughs> you know, you want to talk about something applicable or topical in that we're talking about the hospital. Sometimes they create a record for you. We've all seen that, of course. Yeah. I was listening to Dr. Joel, J-O-E-L, Waller, and he's... I, I suppose it on Skype. It's called Dead Doctors Don't Lie. A lot of great YouTube audio. Dead yeah. Doctors Don't Lie. Somebody and he was Go ahead. He was talking he was talking about the record, but not in the way we're talking about it. He says when you're born they create a record based upon certain information and they'll call you a if there's a problem in the mom's womb you can, they'll classify you as, let's say, a male, right? Masculine. But your entire life, you don't feel masculine. He said it's not a, it's not a choice. It's you're, you're actually born that way biologically. 
because your brain says something else, right? And it takes years for them to deal with that and come forth to properly correct the record. Now, there are a lot of freaks, I call them freaks, that just want to be weird. But I said that for years, that something happens in the womb, and he, he says it's because of nutrition, lack of vitamins and minerals. And I, and I have to agree, most cases are. And it causes a, some kind of disturbance in the, in the born when you're, when, you're, when you're being formed. And they'll quickly classify you as one masculine or one gender based upon your afterbirth, not what you truly are. And, and that's, that's key about record. You can either claim it or correct it. Anybody? Okay, yeah, I see your point, Roddy, yeah. There's another little thing in there, Roddy, and I think it's, um, I'm trying to think where it came from. Uh, I'm thinking it's uh, one that Gus put up. But anyway, there, there's, uh, the, guy's talk, the guy's in court, right? And he's talking to the, uh, the man called Judge. And he says, I'm a man. Are you a man? Am I talking to a man? And the judge says, I'm of the male gender. And I remember thinking at the time, while I'm listening to it, you know, if I'd have been sitting there, it's like, well, yeah, so's my dog. That's not what I asked you. You know, a man versus a male gender. Right, yes. Good point, yes, because anything can be a male gender. It can be a, a right. flower, a, a tree, a, yeah, a plant, a, a, an animal, yeah. But you were talking men. There's only one type of man, not a male gender. A male gender could be a bear. It, it, just, it just goes to all the little, you know, these judges are not stupid, you know. Was the pink panther? Tricks. Was the pink panther a uh, female? Pardon? <laughs> was was the pink panther a woman? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think so. I don't. I I didn't take her that way. Him well, that way. The character title would make you believe that pink, you know, is a yeah, 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 yeah. That's, female. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. So he's of the male gender, but his his character. Face uh, One mentioned that on a show long ago on Sonia's call, actually, about if you go to Walmart and talk to the manager, they can only answer you as a Walmart manager. Oh, yeah. not Well, I think they could, I think they could be a man or woman acting as a Walmart manager. Well, here's the deal, though. That's their title at the time. That's the character they're playing. But if, right. you, make them, if you make them mad enough, you know, they're sticking to policy, but if you really piss them off and they come over a counter and beat your butt, Walmart's going to say, um, that's not in our policy. You you took that up on yourself. You you so, pulled the man or woman out of the, out of the character. You're liable now. Uh, Walmart will cover you as long as you act as a manager. We'll stick to the policy. We got police for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but if you just go around, you know, beating people up, uh, that's on you, dude, man. You're fully liable. <laughs> That's a good one. 
that's why they can't discriminate. You know, sometimes a title is no gender, really. Right, right, exactly, exactly. A man or a woman can fill this position. Right? Yeah. There's no problem with that. That's why he's no respecter of persons and titles. It's because, you know, it's it's hard for... uh, I mean, if you can't identify something. Now, now work that back the other way. Now, if you're in a situation and you're going to work it in the common law, now I am after the man or woman in that position, filling that position, wearing that mask. Right? Or no? Yeah, that's more specific, isn't it? I was hitting a bumpy area. My thoughts on that would be like, hey, uh, Idiochi, man-to-man, come along. I came over to your house the other day. We were having a backyard barbecue. Man, that was some good burgers you made me, right? And then a few hours later, you go to work at, uh, I don't know, Burger King. I come over and say, hey, Idiochi, man, that was a good burger you made me a few hours ago. Uh Cook me one up, would you? Uh, hey, I'm a Burger King. I can't. But what? You got, got burgers, don't you? Yeah. But they're not my common law burgers. I have to stick to the script. I'm now a scribe and Pharisee and a Sadducee in this position. That's it. We're getting it. We're getting there. You're... you're Sometimes you're wearing the mask, and sometimes you're not, right? Yeah, and if you walk out of Burger King with that uniform on, and you start acting a, you know, I'll be like, hey, man, you got the uniform on. I want a, I want a, a Whopper. We're like, what are you talking about? You've got to separate the roles, you know. You st- When you walk with that uniform on, you better act as a Burger King employee Everywhere you go with that uniform, you you'll see that with cops or other people uh, when they're off duty or they do stuff, but they're still in uniform. That is a no no. But if you yeah. walk in the bur- if you if 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 you don't have a contract with Burger King and you walk in there with one of their uniforms on and a, maybe a crown on your head. They'll be like, uh, get to work, dude. We're gonna, we got police over here. The manager's gonna get you. You're assuming the role. You, you, you're fraudulently entering. You know, you, you misled them. You may put their title on your car, a sticker, a little name badge. They could administrate you as such. You're acting under color of, uh, of their law. You can't just jump out and say, hey, I'm a man, I'm a man. Uh, well, you had our uniform on. Yeah. Well, and, and that's where we all get trapped. And I think, and, and my, th- my thinking is we get trapped so easily because of a lifetime of conditioning. And reversing a lifetime of conditioning 
it's going to take another lifetime. It's not, it's not, I don't believe it's going to happen in a week or two. Some people get it quick, but they're a lot sharper than I am. Imagine we're having this conversation 300 years ago. I say idiot, you man. If you here's the common law deal, protect yourself. You've got to claim everything that's yours. You got to put it on the record. You've got to register it somehow. Well, let's call it registering, just recording it, registering it, make it valuable. You've got to register it, man. You've got to be the title holder. And then here comes the commercial. Here comes Satan. They start doing what we're doing for their their jurisdiction. And then a few years go by, they get TV access, newspapers. You've got to register with us. You, I mean, did you not have our tag? I'm hearing them now. You might have heard them up there about the uh, when you turn 18, they want you to. You, it's the law. You've got to uh, sign up for selective service. Right, right. Well, they don't tell you that's for citizens. They don't tell you that. It's, it's see how they. I mean, they twist words or they leave a little bit out. Or it's just the fact that they tell it enough that you believe you've got to do it. Well, Daddy right. said I need Daddy said I need to put this, I need to put my deed over here. And then the corporate side comes over and says, well, we're going we're gonna to do this, something similar. And then a few years go by and the Daddy doesn't teach you and you just, you just forget all this wealth of knowledge. Next thing you know, you're doing it as if you were part of the corporate system or the Legal Aid Society, instead of doing it like that, he should have told that's, you, you know. That's exactly it. They don't even have to directly, you know, their best enforcers are your parents, your brothers, your classmates, your friends. I mean, you know, um, well, why do you do that? Well, everybody knows you have to do that. Yeah, that's that's we are we are so far conned. I mean, I told this story on one of the shows, and and uh, if you guys have already heard it, chop me off quick. But it was the monkey experience. They experiment. They had a bunch of monkeys in a cage, and they had a. Uh, I wish I, I wish there's probably a title you could look this up, and I wish I knew what it was. But anyway, they had. A, a relatively simple for monkeys, like a stepladder or something, thing, and they had bananas or whatever, a reward on the top. Okay, and the monkeys, you know, just ran up and got the bananas. It was simple for a monkey. And so they started, when the monkey would go up the ladder, they'd hit him with a fire hose. Okay, well, the monkeys learned pretty quick not to go up, the ladder because they didn't want to be hit with the fire hose and they didn't care. The bananas were not worth it at that point. Okay. So monkeys that hadn't gone up the ladder would be stopped by monkeys that already had. Okay. So they all stopped trying to go up the ladder. Okay. So they'd pull out a, one of these monkeys that had learned this and they put in a monkey that hadn't learned it, okay? The monkeys that were already there wouldn't let that new monkey go up the ladder, okay? That new monkey never experienced the fire hose or any of the downside, but learned from the other monkeys, okay? They switched all those monkeys out one at a time till there was no, they had brand new monkeys, 
none of them had ever experienced the fire hose thing, okay? And none of them would go up the ladder. And if they brought a new monkey in, the monkeys would train them not to go up that ladder. So we are all trained by our peers, our fellows, our neighbors, our society. You know, they don't even have to. They don't even have to tell us. They don't have to uh, threaten us. They don't have to harm us. All they have to do is just keep us going along with the program. It's that psychological PTSD I told you about earlier. What you call it? Colin calls it psychological, I believe. It's where people over the years have been living in fear. They say, oh, I saw somebody tried what you want to try. Oh, no, I can't let you do that. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. We're not smart enough or brave enough to go out and take advantage of what, whatever you want to call it, what God gave us. We, we're letting other people tell us what to do. You remember the treasure chest scenario I was trying to tell you earlier? That, that monkey story is kind of the same thing. Their treasure was right there. They just wanted to go get their banana. But they've been told all this year, don't look at that. If you do that, you'll screw up. And I think a lot of it's been put out there purposely by those who don't want us to claim our birthright. And say, look and at Tim Turner. Look why at Tim Turner. Why would they? Why would they want to withhold us? Hold it from us? Why would well, they want? The, what's? But because you, they, they it, I don't know. Maybe it's a enslavement. But they'll, they'll put, they'll put out guys like Tim Turner or people that are kind of close. But they'll mislead them, put them in jail because they did something wrong, and they'll put it, publish it in the paper to scare everybody. No, you better not do that. Don't even. Don't even look at what they did. Don't even try half of it. Don't even consider it. Because, look, we put them in jail. It's all in the paper. We got them. And it's like, well, maybe they were onto something, but just just didn't quite know where else to look. So, okay. So we agree on that. And I'm seeing a little bit of chat. There's some other people also. Um What do we do about it? Is that Eric 77 on there blasting me, making fun of me? I don't see Eric recent. Who is Eric anyway? He's on a lot of this stuff. Does he ever talk? Speak up, Eric. Well, do unto others as you'd have done unto you, right? Love the neighbor as you love yourself, right? A darn good place to start. Let me ask you this. How can you claim anybody else if you haven't claimed yourself yet? Oh, yeah. That's 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 the thing I'm talking about all the time these days. What? How can you propose to govern someone else when you can't even govern yourself yet? Is thine own self be true? Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier, too. Is thine own self? I, I was afraid that's a little bit too vain, though. Well, it 
on the one, you, you could say it sounds vain, but I mean, that's, look, I can't even, look at all your politicians and all your agents and all your et ceteras, you know, I can't govern myself, but I'm going to tell you what to do. Well, well, slow down. So now us, the people that are trying, we got to prove that we can govern ourselves. And I don't want to tell somebody else what to do. If he's not hurting me, I don't care what you're doing. You ain't hurting me. You ain't hurting anybody else. If you're hurting somebody else, now I might get involved. But if you aren't hurting me and you aren't hurting somebody else, who am I to tell you what to do? Through government, through religion, through anything. To me, that's a common law. Kind of like the doctor thing. Start to begin with, first off, do no harm. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. I was thinking about claiming yourself, and can I see evidence of this, not only today, but in the scriptures. And I think God kind of claimed himself. When you ask who he is, what's your name, he goes, I am. (laughs) Who who else can claim to be God? Nobody. And did he not send in his person, Jesus, and did he not make a claim for his person or his afterbirth, if you will? He goes, this is my son and who I'm well-pleased. Yeah. After all, isn't your afterbirth of you? Didn't it come? Isn't it part of you? Come from you? Um. I I think you could question that. It came from mom. It was separate from you. It doesn't have. Their DNA. It doesn't have daddy's DNA. What was that Kurt was talking about where the number came out to 1.666? I don't know. About, I, I don't remember that part. Well, you remember the last time he was on, he talked about the 80 year, the Pope declared a tribulation, and it was 80 years after uh, Social Security. Really? Yeah. Oh. I was just thinking, you've heard about four score and seven years ago? Yeah, that was that was at uh, Gettys, after Gettysburg. This is just a, I don't know what you call it, a hypothesis. But what if four score, which means 20, a score is a 20? Yeah, so that's 80. Four score and, four score and what? How many? Four score and how many was it? Four score is 80. Four score is 80. Four score and seven, wasn't that it? Eighty-seven years ago, our forefathers brought forth on this continent, God, I can't remember that, a new nation conceived in liberty. Oh, my and, theory. Just I just screwed up my theory. And dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Can a nation so dedicated and so, man, I can't remember. That's a good one, though. That's one of the shorter ones. Can long endure? 
Yeah, but see, that was that was the uh, that was old Lincoln. He was saying, okay, these nations came together and formed a union, and it's like, oh, now the union is more powerful than the than the nations that formed it. And the guys in the South said, no, no, we formed a union. We can get back out of it. (laughs) Lincoln said, oh, no, you formed a union. Now it's ironclad. You can't get back out of it. And so, I mean, that's, I don't know, that's a whole, that's a whole self-determination issue. And that's still being argued. You know, it wasn't about slavery. It was about states' rights. So I don't, I don't know that Lincoln did us a lot of favors necessarily. But like I say, that's a debate that happened, and we are where we are now. Oh, there. I was thinking today about secession. You know, everybody talks about secession, Texas seceding. Uh. I think the one true way they could do it without an armed revolt is to just let their uh, their uh, charter expire on the. Uh, well, the you know, I was I was thinking about now. See, remember I was saying earlier that the, the money thing is actually a real big key that a lot of people are are like skipping over and not looking into the the whole the Federal Reserve came about in 1913, okay? Now, most think about the Panama Canal. That was a 99-year lease, and it seemed like that was like, that was a, uh, that was a popular theme. So I'm thinking uh, the Federal Reserve likely or may have, and I don't know enough about it, and, and I wish people would research it, but uh, I'm thinking that was likely a, 99 years thing also, which meant that 2012, you know, it should have run out. And there was a lot of big deal things happened in 2012, and maybe that maybe that was an issue. But um, uh, no, you're correct. I was I was hearing about that too about the corporate charter of the Federal Reserve coming up. I don't know what happened. Yeah, that's see now now I thought corporate charters in general, corporations, and that goes back to, you know, early in the country they, they put a lot of restrictions on corp I thought see that's one of the things we're fighting. See, we're mortal and we run out after a period of life. Corporations live on and live on. And and they have nothing to do you know, at some point, they no longer have anything to do with the the men and or women that created them. And yet, they gave this paper life, life energy or whatever. I mean, I don't consider it life, but, but the issues we're fighting, you know, consider it energy or whatever you want to call it. And they live on. You know the whole corpus, the whole you know we're we're getting a little bit into Kurt stuff. You know this creation, this this man-made creation 
that can live. I mean, it never had any life to begin with. How how can it live at all, much less live on after us? You know, even the driver's license thing. A friend and I went to uh, to the DMV down there in Denver and looked across the desk at another breathing man, and he he was talking about, you know, his father who had passed. He said he's still in the system. So this death lives on while life dies. I mean, it's kind of kind of a little bit upside down, isn't it? Ah, uh, the record lives eternally. Okay, okay, and I can go with that. Elvis, his, Elvis, the man is gone, but the records exist. His story, his story. I mean, I love books and and history and all that stuff. All this written stuff. You can live in another time for for a time. So yeah, that's <laughs> so anyway, I mean we're getting pretty deep, but where's it where's all this getting us? Where's all getting what? What do you what do you want? I mean, uh where this where this conversation is going recently here where what what can we get out of all of it what what kind of answer what well we... we talk about claiming your name okay that's a good thing there's an area of land already with your name on it and it's waiting for you to claim it that's the first step so so okay on that specific issue right there, how, what specific process, paperwork, uh, agency, whatever, how, what, what, how do you go about claiming your name? I don't know. <laughs> I'll, get back, I'll, I'll get back with you on that. But watch the pattern. Watch how someone else um, stakes a claim. You call it a claim, it's like, hey, that's mine, that's mine. Well, does the record show that? Did you did you measure it off, probably? Has it been measured off for you? I mean, if you want a steak, you know, a butcher will measure a piece off and claim your steak for you. <laughs> go put uh go put sticks in the corners and and uh Go make a record at the county. Did you ever uh, play that little goof where somebody had... Uh, I'm hitting a lot of bumps here. I, I apologize. I'm having trouble talking on this crappy road of Oklahoma I-40. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see or know about do it yourself where you stick your finger on somebody's food and say, you're going to eat that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like it. I like it. It's, it. it's silly, but what you have just done is you've just, your residue is now on it. You coughed on it, you sneezed on it. Now it's yours. They're going to say, here, take this damn thing. <laughs> or they're going to charge you for it. You know, there's a penalty, depending on the scenario. But you've already got something there with your residue already on it. Now do you want it? Just take it. Claim it. 
And kinda I, like, I, I can't like go into the... Pissing in the corners, huh? I can't go into the steps right now because I'm still discussing it with a, a friend. And, you know, you get a lot of good insight from Kirk Collenbach. Believe me, he is so close. Um, but we're actually taking what we know or believe to be true and finding it on the common law record already in the statutes of where we're at or where he's at anyway. I mean, it was right there on how to do it. It even mentioned common law. It's, it's just merely, you know, sur- it's surveyed. You put a stake in it already. Somebody did it for you, actually. They staked, they, they they almost staked it for you. Now they're just waiting for you to occupy it or attach yourself to it. Or attach it to you. Now, Now, where are you... Where specifically are you creating the record of those events? Yeah, probably going to be close to the same place they already exist. And I'll just say follow the pattern. Look at how land records are created, the survey, the stakes are claimed. Your name is already on it, or it's waiting for you to claim it. Just, I mean, just follow. Look, just look at the process. Look at copyright. Just listen. You know, Curtis Callenbach has some good stuff, but you'll you'll find it on your state statutes on how to claim a uh, fictional thing. Look at how they uh, created, you know, Mickey Mouse and. Everything you're accustomed to, trademarks, copyrights, it's, it's theirs. I mean, it's, it's not the man, but everyone that sees that knows that it's not theirs. Back to Elvis on vinyl, huh? Yeah. Look at look at look at the steps. The cop, the people at the record business. And trademark everything. What did they do? The man, Elvis. I guess he claimed the name. He had some help doing it through the companies, you know. And no one else could come forth and say, uh, "I'm not the man," but that record, that fictional character, is me. Well, hell no. Elvis has got that. That that's his. Only he can claim it. But the key is to record it first. And like Face One told me, you know, they they never really sing a song until it's recorded first. Because if if you come up with a beautiful song, Idiochi, and it's not recorded as yours, I can take it and quickly claim it as mine if I record it. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. You can you can find that stuff easy in in, in uh, the whole recording industry. Yeah, but your residue is already on something. Your your the system was designed for that to make sure the corporations don't they know who to, they know who they owe their ten percent to. Like we've been accustomed in a religious world to believe we owe ten percent unto God. Okay, where are you, God? I'll give you ten percent. No, you, you do it in the storehouse. You send it to a 
somewhere. There's somewhere there's a storehouse that they have to give 10%. Dude, go ahead, dude. Did phase one come on? Anybody there? Hello. All right. Where'd everybody go? Anyway, like I said, I'll just carry on. Unless Sonya wants to cut me up. But there's a record. It's already got your residue already on it because they know who to give 10% to. Now, when you get to the age of maturity, I mean, you're you're a child. You can't just, you know, claim it. Somebody else, your, your mom and dad might still have claim to it. Who knows? But when you reach the age of maturity, it's it's right there. Do you want it? I mean, people put money into Elvis. Uh, they saw this record that was created for him. You know, he was entitled as the creator in his name to a percentage of all those beautiful funds, and he lived well from it. Ten percent, well, we're finding on the statutes that ten percent must go into, you know, you can get into the CAFER accounts or whatever, but most taxation of corporations or wherever you find it will still be close to ten percent. To give unto God what is God's. Okay. Oh, and by the way, Elvis is the man. Elvis is dead, but the record still reflects uh, the agreement. Uh, there's still obligations to go into his, uh, now that he's dead, his other, you know, whoever he wants his will to go to. The birthright, however, you, there's still royalties coming in. Not all of it, not 90%, not 100%, but he's still entitled to a percentage of the funds. That great big pool, the storehouse, that's his. Hello. Is there anybody in there? Hi. What's happening? Hey. I snuck. I snuck away for a second. Then come back. I was quiet. <laughs> I was just. I was just talking to myself. Were you? Well, that's okay because then you know if you argue with yourself, I love talking to myself because you know I figure we're the best person to talk to because we'll get an honest answer. Yeah. One one singer says sometimes he gets behind himself and. <laughs> Has to rewind himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I do that every once. I think I think that's good to talk to yourself, you know, because especially if you don't have anybody else to talk to, um, good reasoning, good reasoning powers. <laughs> Sorry, I slipped away for a second. Come back and. I, I, I was I wasn't talking to the man Idiochi, but I was talking to a character at Were this you? location, and then 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 he disappeared. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, we've. But he, you're on the phone. We've 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 still got quite a few friends on, on the call, which is nice. Thank you, everybody, again for coming. You know, this this kind of makes the call. If anybody's got anything they want to talk about, just pipe pipe up. Or there's a lot of chat going, but my eyes are getting tired, and I can't follow these guys. I usually on chat, I'm right in there and try to follow the chat too. But anyway, they're having fun on there. Um, oh, Roddy, by the way, Lawfan told me at the beginning of the show, now that we're speaking, um, that uh, uh, Vitel's call, was it last night, Lawfan, uh, was not recorded. Just He just wanted you to know that. Yeah, I posted that too. He didn't. Yeah. If, he re- if, if he did record it, he didn't post it. I don't know how that works. I don't know. Well, see, I know if I get a uh, a call, like, uh, you know, if we want to talk about something, just and have it recorded just just for our own information, I, I can, I can uh, block it out so nobody else sees it. See, I can cut. It's not really deleted. It's just blocked where nobody else can get it. Well, I don't know what's on the, on the record, but there's evidence there is one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just finding it, isn't it? It's finding it, or uh, it's it's making, like you say, making the record, setting the record straight, eh? Setting the record straight of ourselves. You know what we are, who we are. Um, you know. Um, yeah, you got to keep it secret. Secretaries only have secretaries. Secretaries. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, Vitao is a secretary of that 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 record, so only he right. would, only he should know to to release certain things if I if I press the right buttons, you know, ask the right questions. Right. Yeah. Make sure I'm make sure I'm not an imposter, you know, coming in to get the king's treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Makes makes total sense. That's that's bad when they don't they don't recognize you, you know. I mean that's how that's how bad it is. Our own secretaries don't even recognize us. Well, you know, I I think uh, somebody I I don't know who it was on chat. Roddy made a good point. Uh, just a little piece at a time, you know. Um, like uh, first thing I think about is, is traveling versus driving, you know, with an automobile. Instead of a vehicle, sort of thing. Um, if um, for for myself, when I, when I want to set the record straight, what I'm gonna what I'm thinking of doing is uh, noticing, you know, the police to begin with. Noticing the police of my intent, my and my 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 claim of right. You know, just like Robert Menard does, basically. Um, you know, my intent is to travel, and and here's what I believe is my rights. Um, you know, Black's Law Dictionary, um, maybe God's Law, 
you know, if I can find something in God's law that, that states my right to... Hey, kid, open the door for him. Turn the light on. Um, sorry. Open the door. Sorry, Quilla, I, I, I didn't get you, hon. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Quilla? Here. <laughs> yeah, I was... I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear you. Understand. I didn't understand what you said. I was talking to someone else. I'm sorry. I'll mute out. Oh, that's okay. All right. Okay. No problem. Okay. No problem. So, yeah, I think uh, whether it be, uh, you know, whether we're dealing with the CRA or the IRS or whatever, we've got to set the record straight, um, whether we're dealing with social and insurance numbers or uh, whatever it may be, I, I think all we can do is take one one piece at a time, and and set the record straight. I don't know how. Maybe maybe you do, Roddy. Maybe uh, face one. I don't know how we would set the record straight. Um, you know, un- uh, totally un- unless we wanted to, you know, abandon ourselves from the government totally completely. Then I, you know, I, I don't know exactly how we would do that either. But I I think. We just take one piece at a time. Sonia, did you? Um, sorry, I, I got a call. And I dropped out for in the middle. I didn't mean to just drop out on you guys like that. Did you? Did you listen to uh, Rich Iverson on Angela's call L- last? What Thursday? Yeah. No. Oh, okay, okay. And you still haven't caught one of Rich's shows? Uh, Section 520, Rich Iverson on... I have listened to him, yes, I have, on 520. You got the part about, I mean, you have like a $300 car you're willing to risk on this process, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, he, He recommends, and I think I agree with him, you go, uh, we have... We have our recorder in at the county, the county clerk and recorder, and that's some of the things we were talking about. Um, uh, whatever version of, of that that you guys have there. Yeah. That keeps the record. Um, county clerk probably, yeah. Okay. You have counties there? Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah, I'm in a small village, so, yeah, we've got a, we, we're in a small county. Yeah, yeah. So be okay. County probably have some very, probably you're probably very similar. You'll have a recorder there. I think and, so. Yeah, and you'll have whatever your equivalent is of the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles. Yes. Yes. Okay. So now the way Rich recommends it, um, you take your certificate of title, and you understand that certificate it means. The word means piece of paper. So you take your certificate of title, and if you want, copy it first and keep that at home for your records. But you surrender that, and you surrender the um, registration. Yep. And there should be a form. They they may even have a form for that. And you say, and you and you withdraw it from their system at that point. You surrender all the papers back to them. You surrender, um, the, you know, you let them retake their interest in the property. 
And in some cases, you know, people, it, they, they junk the title. You know, this is no longer a vehicle on the road. This has been junked. Then I think what you ought to do is then go down to your recorder and you say, I claim this property, and you say uh, foreign or domestic manufactured device, serial number, and what they call a VIN number yeah. is the same number, but you call it a serial number. Um, consumer goods. Yes. And as my property. Yeah. Okay. And then if you want to go with something like um, um, Kurtz tags, or make up your own, or however you want to do it after that point. But now, uh, what Rich stresses is, is you know, a device. He talks about uh, he talks about a uh, skill saw. Yes. If I do carpentry as a profession in commerce for for value for. Uh, you know, for money or whatever. Yeah. And I am using that skill saw. Doing that, that that is um, that is inventory in commerce in my profession. If I'm cutting up boards at home, that's consumer goods. Yeah. So if you're using your automobile. And that's part of the language stuff we were talking about. Stop calling it a vehicle. Yeah. If I'm using it to go to the store and take myself to, as Carl says, from point A to point B, um, that's consumer goods. You know, if I'm if I'm carrying passengers or freight for hire, now that's commercial. So so anyway, give some sort of notice to that effect, and then. Um, were you in on the Kurt call last night? No, I wasn't. No, but, okay. but I've, li- I, I've listened to him. Yeah, and I understand. Thank you. I understand what you're saying about consumers' good goods because consumer goods are for men and women. You know, any household quote household effects that men and women are to enjoy for their enjoyment of life. Um, household effects, consumer goods are, are all in the same bracket, right? To do right. with to yeah, to do with uh, men and women to enjoy life and um, their uh, security of life. Um, so and and as far as consumer goods, is you know an automobile is in that category, you know the same as a horse or a donkey or a carriage whatever, like in Black's Law Dictionary, anything that we we use to travel from A to B without making a profit or without being, you know, up for hire. So, you know, the, these things we're using to travel from A to B. So um, they cannot tax us or, or, or force us to to register our property. You know, it's like... If we have a diamond ring or, you know, a, 
if I have a fancy brazier or whatever, nobody can force me to register my property and someone else uh, basically have um, ownership over it and tell me how to use my property. It's mine, you know. Um, here's the here's the dual system. What what uh, Idiochi told you was, I mean, it was it was pretty good. But here's the thing: if you if you, if you have a skill saw in your business name, if you've been acting as a skill saw, licensed skill saw, yes, so and so for so long, and you're at home with that skill saw, and you're using it in your private capacity, let's yes. say hypothetically you've got a bunch of carpenter skill saw police running around, right? Yeah. And that's what they're there for, to regulate those businesses, make sure that nobody gets harmed because you're licensed and you're doing work for the people or the public, and they want to make sure nobody gets harmed. Well, what is going on because nobody knows their role, and they, these poor carpenter police they run around, they don't know all what's going on. They'll ask you, the first thing they ask you to cover their asses is, uh, see your driver's license or your carpenter's license. Like, what? I'm not doing anything, the activity. I'm not doing a licensed activity. But what we mistakenly do is, first thing we do is whip out that license that says, yes, we are doing that activity or we have rules. <clears throat> it can produce, so, so that's why it's important to separate the private from the corporate or claim in your name so you can use it no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. And you talk about the county EDOG and Sonia? Yes. Well, think about think about it. If somebody is charged with counting something, or we have a county, then that must mean they're there for a reason, right? What are they there for? Just counting? Are they bored? Even the count? No. They're there to take account to make sure everything's in order. Not only that's why there's two books. Uh, you mentioned the CAFER. There's two books. One's for the people, and one's for the corporate. And they're there counting to make sure that the books are, uh, everybody's getting their just uh, compensation for what they're entitled to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and things are defined by their use. Yeah, that, that same, that same, uh, but see, now you get into that, now you get into that problem you know, my car is not being used in commerce, but it's commerce ready. So, so that that lets them make all these presumptions. You know, that's where I think you got to try and make a harder separation. You know, oh, this, that was that was good. This car is never this car is is never used in commerce. You know, you I know she's on the ball tonight. Pardon? You're on top of things tonight. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're doing good. So that's where that's where I was saying earlier. You know, if you want to play this back and forth game, that's fine, but you better be really good at it. You know, if you don't, then pick one side or the other. You know, I think most of us in general, you know, don't have to function very often in the commercial world. You know, we're just trying to live. Well, here you, you ever seen a taxi? Sometimes people can put their cars, sign their cars up to be a taxi, right? Yeah, well, that, that's that's it. Let me, let, me, let me jump in just one second. 
that's a really good example. Um, I'm guessing most of you are familiar with this new concept of Uber. Okay, that's 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 you can be a taxi at any time. What kind of a license do you need to be a Uber? Well, it's the same license that 99% of people already have. That shows you, that proves right there that that is commercial. Yep, you're already on the record, and that's an acceptable record. But I was going to go with the other angle. They used to have lights on top of the taxi cab that says on duty or off duty. That was the big difference. Right, and you will, you will, I don't know how many of you have seen this. I have seen this myself, and I fully intend to paint it on the door of my and the door and on the back of my automobiles and trucks. But you may have you may have at times seen a tow truck and it will have painted on the door not for hire. Okay, he's that's any towing he's doing is his own property, his own business, whatever. He is not gonna tow your car for money. And it says it right there on the side of his truck. And one more, yeah. one more, one more little thing. I was on the uh, interstate in Kansas, and I saw a big old box truck pulling a big old box trailer that breezed on by us, and no tags on the thing. Okay. And what I'm and what I'm guessing, and I don't know because I didn't go catch up to him and ask him. But what I'm guessing is that was a farmer, a lot of weed out there in western Kansas, and I'm guessing those, the truck and the trailer were either full or empty because he'd already emptied them, but that was a, a farmer transporting his wheat in his truck down to the silo to sell or whatever, he was not. He was not in commerce. Nobody was paying him to do that. Okay, it was his. Pro- he was transporting his property in his property from point A to point B. He was not required to have any tax. And it's his property too, because like the tow truck guy, what they do is they'll buy it and then sell it. It's theirs. It's not. Uh, they're not doing it for somebody yeah, else. And that's something I brought up with you the other day, Roddy. That that okay, you're getting paid to take these goods from here to there, and you're totally in commerce. You're using the roads for commerce. You are tagged. You are licensed. You're you're filling all the requirements. However, if you owned that truck and you bought those goods and they were your goods when they went in the trailer and they were good your goods while they were going over the road, you were not in commerce at that point on the road. How many people, when they have a car and go get it, you know, tagged and whatever, I wonder how many actually show that they're the owner. Like when you buy something, like the farmer does or the tow truck guy, that's not for hire. When you buy it and got a receipt for it, that's your claim ticket. That is yours. Yeah. You're the owner at that point. But how many of us go to, because like the monkeys who win train, you got to go get it registered. How many of us actually go? make a claim for our property first. Almost no one does it. Right, and I think some of these people with the, and I don't have this issue, but I've been listening. uh, People like Cheyenne, they have these problems with with the uh, mortgages and stuff. You know, 
did, did how many people, you know, they assume that the system does all that for them, but how many actually go and record the new, when you, when you acquire a deed and, and say you paid off a place and you acquire the note and you acquire all the papers, how many people then turn around and go down to their county and record, this is mine now? What's you know, your idiot? Most people just presume, oh, that's all been done for me, and I don't have to actually do that. Idiot, watch this. When Aaron and I have, or face one, there's no Aaron on the call. It's just face one, if he's still there. Um, Anonymity. He mentioned that Sonia, too. We He saw that in surrender of title, settle the matter. Like, remember the people that used to get land were called settlers? Yeah, they claimed yeah. them. They, they made a claim for it. Yeah. Now he's talking about surrender of title, and you, if there's anyone has an interest in it, you know, you satisfy the interest best you can. Make sure no, you know, make sure all interest is released, and no one can have a claim on the thing. I was I was just thinking about my own experience. I sent him a copy of it about the bill of sale when someone sold me their the car. Right. Got a bill of sale, and right on there it says, "We have or this so and so has no lien on the car." Right. They're they're showing we no longer have a lien on it. We have no interest in it. But I remember it's still technically in whoever previously owned it, because when I went to get, <clears throat> when I was being a good good slave and doing what I thought was supposed to be done. You go get the tags and all that good stuff. They didn't care who. They didn't care about my name, even if I was the owner. They sent out this little um, registration form, the renewal, like 85 bucks or whatever it is, to the previous owner, and they sent it to me. They sent it to, to both of you? No, they sent it to the previous owner. Uh-huh. The one whose name is on the record, and they sent it to me. Well, I went down to the tag agency, paid 84 bucks, got the sticker. They didn't ask who I was. They didn't give a crap. Right, right. Because no, they don't care who the owner is. I mean, you, you could you could probably do something after the fact if someone was trying to steal your identity. But ultimately, that's the system. It's no one's re- properly recording they can only presume that I am whoever's handing them that little renewal form. Yeah, they don't seem to care as long as you've got some pieces of paper to to show that you're you're the man or woman that's attached to these pieces of paper. Uh, they don't really check it out, do they? Like you, you know, you could be frauding. You could have. Uh, you could be a uh, and someone that's. Um, you know, thieving someone else's identity. They really I'm the authorized agent, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Because that's all every, but, but what's this? If I wanted to register it or, I guess, take ownership of it, then that's when the releasing of uh, interest comes in. You'd have to show that no one has a lien on it. That's That's claiming it. Like we'll go back to staking your claim earlier about the property 
people do a title search and all that good stuff to make sure no one has a an interest or lean on a certain area. It's the same concept as if you want to claim something. Right. And, and that that recording at your counter re- recorder is the public record. But you know, if you want to be, if you want to feel honorable or more honorable, whatever you, you probably understand that most people don't check out every new recording that comes in. Okay, so you might want to do something like I think the newspaper thing is a good idea. You know, so you so you run an ad. You know, does anybody claim to have a claim, have an interest, have a have have you know an interest in this thing that you're claiming? Okay, if you do, you know, here's my notice, here's my record. You know, come and come and state your claim. And and you know if you can prove it and whatever, so so you put that out there to the public, to the and to the people, and I'm starting to I'm starting to get into this difference between the public and the people. But uh, anyway, so so you put that out there. Oh yeah, man, I, I sold that that guy. I sold it to you before the guy you bought it from. You know was supposed to pay me another two hundred dollars and he never did. Okay, well come here. You know, prove that to me, and oh, I'll give you the two hundred dollars. You know, you settle. You give the people a chance. But once you've done that, and nobody's come forward, then yeah, then you have a legitimate, lawful, legal—I mean, whatever labels you want to put on it—that you have established the claim. It's a, it's a, it's a receipt. Um, the receipt and the records are really important. Everything goes back to register. Everything's kind of related to exchange of money or funds. Register, registrar, count, county, till, tiller, telly, whatever. But, but on that, I was given an example of how these people are complaining about their uh, mortgage, the mortgage fraud. Right. Well, even though I will agree that it's fraud, it's totally legit on this line of thinking is because I gave the example is what they're doing is like, let's say you go to the store and you want to buy a can of soup, for instance. And you walk out the store and somebody comes along and says, uh, hey, you're stealing. You show them the receipt, controversy is over. It's recorded properly, settled, closed, whatever. But if you don't present the receipt, what do they do? They keep administering the property. They keep selling it to other people, and they don't know to record it properly or have the receipt to, to, to see who's got interest in it, and they'll take it back and sell it again. They'll make a hundred times what one person would have paid. You just said a dollar for a can of soup. They'll sell it to a hundred people till someone says, hey, this is mine. I got the receipt. It's recorded. That's my claim. And that's the same concept with your name. It's there being administered in a legally sense. It's kind of just waiting for you to just claim it and you know register it properly. No one else can use it no more. Yeah, I think there's a lot. There's a lot. I have not taken those steps, but there is a lot to that. That, um, in fact, Rob Ryder talks about that. You should, he says you should go look up your name and make sure 
somebody else isn't already using it. They may well be. But 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 anyway, the yeah, the point is, um, you know, I was saying earlier, well, I don't know if that's, apparently that's not my name. You know, everybody else is using it and nobody's asking me. So I think there is definitely something to, now, now, Claiming your name, one way or another, making a claim on the name. You know, Rob Ryder was full of good information, and I'll go ahead and spill the beans on that. Start looking that up on your on how to do it on your Secretary of State or statutes. Because the corporations register their name where? Secretary of State. No, no one else could use their name. Yeah. Anything else? What is it called? Let's go back to Kurt Cullenbach. When someone else uses your name, it's called copyright infringement. Yep. Or whatever it is. But you will find that on your state statutes, how to register your fictitious name. Well, and Charlene said the way she did it, she just did put in a, uh, with the Secretary of State, uh, doing uh, a doing business as, and and with her with the uh, the name, I'm not going to say her or mine anymore. I'm going to say the with the name, and the the effect it has had already is that she says when they try and send her stuff in the mails and stuff that they change the spelling and stuff. They won't use what she. Uh, put in as a doing business as. You know, that make little subtle changes so that it still looks like her or whatever. So apparently that had a uh, relatively significant effect. Just, just Well, well look, look at how Kurt explained it. If you if you do it properly, I mean, there's forms, even on the form. I, I guess the forms are the, the websites you go to to read about how to do it your state, how the people have agreed that this is acceptable. Now you've got a lot of enforcers on your side now. Right. I mean, I, Kurt, Kurt went a little extreme. I don't... It, it makes sense about the F, call the FBI now because they'll handle copyrights. But then you go look at your statutes and it's already there for you. It's, it was created for you. The people... I think it's what the common law people did. Well, I think that's interesting that that he went to the FBI because um, it's like, which of these mafia crooks are you going to go to to try and enforce right on these other mafia crooks? uh, Around here, there was a guy, and, uh, you know, I heard this third hand so that he won't... uh, because I'm sure it was a non-disclosure agreement, but he went to the United States District Court to do an action on the local sheriff. And and they seemed scared to death of the United States guy. So, I mean, you have to sick all these entities on each other because there is no, like, where's the ultimate authority you know that you can get your remedy from, and, what if and you, you just have to what stick if, them on each other. What if you had everything in order, all your ducks in a row, and someone still tried to uh, get get money from you or do business with you, even though there's no contract? 
You go back to that postmaster general. Yeah, that's another. My God, my God yeah. if, so, if someone's using the postmaster general's business to commit a fraud like that, oh my God, we're going to have a meeting quickly. Yeah. All right, but all you got to do is stake a claim, prove it's yours, register it, whatever it is, and that that's, that's the first uh, key thing. But look at all the stuff we're talking about. We're we're trying to simplify and go to common law, and look at all the games we were talk we're talking about just to try and get some remedy. Yeah. What is the what is the common law? It's what we commonly agree is is good, and I, I think the system is good. We just haven't been able to uh, understand what's going on. Well, like I mentioned, we have, with we have to learn and try and steal it back from the attorneys that stole it from us. No, 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 no. They they didn't steal it. They just you kept operating so? perfectly. No, no, they can but they kept operating perfectly and we didn't recognize what we were required to do because we didn't have anybody to teach us the common law and common parents. Uh, but like I, like I told Sonia earlier, when we think of the CPS, family, children, services as being evil, but just the system, the system is beautiful. Sometimes the people who occupy that office are not so, not so good. I mean, idiotic. If you got a puppy or a dog that you really love, and it runs away, or you you're gone away and it's missing, and w- wouldn't it be good if I could just take care of it you know, <laughs> for you until you get back? But the problem is, you saying, "Hey, that's my dog," and I look at the dog and I say, "I I, I look at the record and I say, I don't see evidence of that." Yeah. So I'm I'm going to sign. I'm not giving it back. Yeah, I'm going to make a lot of money off this uh, piece of property. <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to assign it as a guardian at Latham. Yeah, I'm, going yeah. to, I'm, go- I'm going to take a 70... How old is Frank Russo? He was yeah. assigned a guardian at Latham. Because why? Because nobody else is guarding it. No one. He's not the head of his own estate. Yep. It's not on the record. Yeah. No. Well, you don't. You don't think there is a measure of uh, deception and chicanery to make it hard for everyday people like us. To participate in all that? Yep, a little bit, maybe a lot. They they yeah. just bombard you with the legalese society and every day on TV and radio. Hire a lawyer. You got to do this. You got to do that. Who are they talking to? Like on the common law side, if if you have your little puppy coming up missing, and it comes over to my place, I'm gonna say, hey, this is yours. You don't have to prove it. I've seen you with it. You're good to go. But in the in the legalese world or this fictional world, yeah, you you've got to you better have something on the record because they have a duty to perform. You know, they can't just say it's yours because you said so. I'm a man, really. 
we don't recognize a man. We don't. We can only recognize characters. Is that your fictional name? Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, here you go. Okay, so let's so let's go to the reality man to man putting this into effect. Okay, so would you say where uh, a starting point? Okay, meet your neighbors. You know, go say hi, introduce yourself, the people immediately around you, and then spread that out, and then go down and participate in the local level, quote, government, but likely the county level, okay, whatever. You know, meet the people, talk to them, look at them. You know, tell them, tell them who you are. You know, I mean, how do we, how do we try, we're not going to regain this system from the top down. Well, maybe Anna will, okay, and I hope, and I have great hope for that. But, the people on this call, you know, how do we how do we put this into effect for ourselves? Well, what I was thinking, this is why what I was thinking, friends, was uh, one little thing at a time. Like every single time, you know, so many people have different issues that they got to deal with, right? And uh, I I think giving notice, giving notice to whatever it be the um, the county or whatever, who we are, what we stand for, um, you know, ourselves, our own family, man, woman. Um, I think we have to just take one little bite at a time, uh, whatever pops up into our life, and and say, okay, um, this is my intent. My intent is to, that, you know, I'm I'm a a woman of God or a man of God, whatever you want to do, you know, it doesn't have to be in in that in that that. Uh, Is face one on? Um, don't see him on the board. Oh man, I, Sonia was right on the dot on that. I didn't mean to cut your wisdom, Sonia. No, that's okay. No face face one is gone. But, you know, I, I think we just have to take one thing at a time and, and let these these men or women, you know, study it. We're going to have to study it because there's no written law. You know, there's no written law. You know, uh, uh, you know, we've never been taught how to do this, but we have to let men and women know our intent. And there's you know, a, this, is what there's these a calls, this is what these calls are for. If uh, we can just all get together and, you know, if we've got a specific subject, you know, like we were talking about travel versus driving, automobile versus vehicle, um, you know, um, specific subjects, you know, foreclosure, banking or whatever, just get together and talk and keep learning and just keep keep on going and keep learning from each other. And, and uh, you know, the world's wake, waking up. We're at a... A different stage, you know. This this generation is totally different than you know other generations. You know, uh, uh, we just have to keep learning, keep sharing with each other, and uh, take it one step at a time. There's there's no uh, there's no uh, w- what is it <laughs> architectural um, masterpiece for getting out of this freaking mess that we're in. That's for sure. So, Blueprint. Pardon me. Blueprint. Yeah, that's what I meant. Thank you. Yeah. What about inventory? Along, along 
along those lines, Sonia, do you think we have, all of us, a duty and an obligation to go meet our neighbors, share what we know, um, ask them where they're about, you know? Yes. Or, or, or is it fine to be a little island un, unto yourself and uh, say, don't mess with me and... Oh no, definitely not. I I agree with you. I agree with you. Yes, we should. I I feel we we should share um, because I believe in in God and believe in the Bible, like in Jesus Christ said. You know, you you're obligated to to share with your neighbor. You know the good news. You you, you have to tell them anything good. You you want to share. You don't want to share bad news. So anything good, yeah, yeah, do, do share. You'll mind if I make a final statement? I'm almost home, too. So. No, that, that's fine, Roddy. No, go for it. Yeah. This to help. Yeah. This to help. Look at everything at all angles, and I want you to see what the pattern, follow the pattern, what, what happened. In the beginning, God said, I mean, if it's interpreted correctly, mm-hmm. God, he talked about going and meeting your neighbors. Mm-hmm. God just, it didn't say... I by myself figured this out. It said, let us mm-hmm. create man in our image. Right on. And that's, what, that's what the people did, the forefathers did. They replicated or, or published, created a republic. That's what republic is, is a replica of what you think. You speak it and you record it. Right on. So uh, the imp- the importance of the county county clerk or the county in itself is to keep a record of things. It's keep it organized. It's to know that you've got neighbors around you, but let's say you have a new stranger that we're going to call neighbor because love that neighbor, you know, as you would yourself. Yeah. They they come in and they don't want to infringe on your rights. They don't want to mess with your property. They don't want to trespass. So where is the accepted common law singular place to go to look for items, county recorder. It's it's, it's it's there for our benefit to make sure this is who I am. I'm bearing my arms. This is what I'm about. Now, sometimes they become they're too big, and you know they'll separate because it's good to be small sometimes. Mm-hmm. But there's always a single location, and that's the common law location is your county office. Now, at the same time, if your property is recorded properly. You've registered it in your name, not not the state's name. Yeah. Not the cor- not the corporate state's name, but it's your property. It's registered, mm-hmm. and there's a there's probably a value on it too. You can be polite, and here's what Face One taught me: is back in the old days, is the county clerk not only was the bank they had the bank for the treasures, but something that you recorded it, they would publish it for you in the paper. Oh, yeah. And that is. That is the best way to notice people around you is to public. I mean, if there's a newspaper that goes around the entire county or state and you want to say, hi, I'm Idiochi, I'm here, how y'all doing? Mm-hmm. Just, do it. Just do it. Well, at least you can say it's recorded. At least you, you can say, I recorded it this way, I recorded it that way, I recorded it this way, I recorded it that way. 
And if, if people didn't, if man or woman didn't take note, well... Well, not only that, <coughs> they could say, Idiochi, and he's found at what county? Or, you know, there's a long time there, he's he's log, you know, he's on the logbook. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't want to trespass upon him. Let's see what he's about. Okay, he's got a bunch of stuff there. I can't, okay, I'll, I won't touch his stuff, but I'll go say hi to him. Yeah, but the, but that's that's what it was. Is what do we do? We we claim our stuff. We, it, it's it's ours. Just mm-hmm. just get it. Well, and the the third way, you know, there's your county recorder. There's the newspaper, and the third way is like post it at the uh, the main post office and or in front of the courthouse, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if you're going to do that way, uh, make sure you take a picture of it right after you put it up because they will pull that back down. Get, if get, 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 the, get the receipt for it. You know, I've been doing this for years. I guess I learned it from the TV. You can learn a lot from the TV. But if there's something that anybody can claim, like in the store, and you're looking at this, let's say a donut, sometimes you ever say to yourself, that donut has my name on it? Yep. <laughs> All you got to do is get the receipt. It's recorded by amateurs. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ronnie, Ronnie, that, 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 that was wonderful, wonderful information. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're right. I, or I agree that, uh, yeah, just we have to record it and just tell people, hey, th- th- this is mine. And if it, basically, like Carlin says, if anybody else has got a claim that uh, they, 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 they have a claim this property that I have is theirs. Let them come forth, basically, is, is what it's all about. Let them come forth and, and make a claim and, and say it's not mine. If there was a matter in controversy, I think Carl mentioned it, or, or Idiochi might know what it's called, the sheriff or the court would hold the, the controversy, the, the item in controversy, until the, uh, the rightful owner came forth. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's called. I, I don't either, but to me, you know, it it goes that nine-tenths nine of the law. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. If you have something and you put notice out if anybody else has a claim, and, and in fact, I plan to do this with some uh, two-wheelers and in, in, uh, an automobile or two. Yeah, um, yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to put that in escrow anywhere. No, I have it. I'm holding it. If you have a claim, come to me. Yeah. But well, you, just, you know what I found idiotic. What I what what I think I I want to do, and I'm working on that. Um, is uh, with driving my automobile. Is what I want to do is I want to make notice. I, I live in a small village of about 6,000 humans, and what I'm going to do is make notice um, or give notice to the police of my intent, like I said, and uh, I I probably will give notice also to uh, the tow truck drivers in in this area. I'm going to give notice to them of my intent and if they, you know, I, I don't know exactly how I'm going to write it up yet, but if they have any intentions of stealing or t- or 
I don't know if I'll use what words I'll use, but administrated, administrating my my Administering, yeah, yeah. So th- that's my my intentions uh, with with just the automobile, is is letting them know my intent, what I plan to do, s- seeing because because they they have all these rules and regulations of their own. Um, I'm going to let them know what my rules are as as a woman, and uh, what my intent is as a woman, and if they have any discrepancy or any 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 claim that they want to make, you know, do it now, do it now um, within 14 days or 21 days. Uh, let let me know if they've, they've got a problem with that. So that's my intention. Keep it keep it coming along. Do it the coming along way. Make sure there's there's no record. Do a record search and make sure everybody's surrendered of of, of title and make sure no one has an interest in it. I'm not sure if I know what you mean, Ronnie. What do you mean, Norman? How can anyone have an interest in me traveling? It's a very good plan, Sonia. It's not I, your it's, it's not your travel. It's what you're doing it with. Oh, oh well, I I plan on traveling to do I do I have to explain that I want to travel to visit my my children, or I, I plan on their, traveling to to do my grocery shopping, or do I have to explain to them ever everything? <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no. I I am not in commerce. I am not in Okay, I am not in commerce. If you're right. walking, if you're walking, that's one thing. But if you're in an object that looks like it can be used in something or somebody's property, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, possession is usually like you possess it, it's attached to you. If you're, if you're walking, there's no not too many objects. That's your arm, that's your legs, that's your fingers, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you've got this new created thing that's not part of your body. So what is it? Is it? Who else has rights to that? No one has rights to your body but you, you know, women's rights or whatever you hear about. But if you're in a thing that's not part of the body, the flesh and blood life, then, it, then it's up, you know, anyone can make a claim for it. So it's make sure no one else has an interest in it. Like two two bodies, like you and a husband, let's say, two different entities create another entity. Y'all both can show an interest in that. Now, sometimes if one wants to withdraw your interest, then they give up full rights to, to, to it. It's the same thing with a car. you got to make sure no one else has an interest in it. Right. Because you didn't you didn't create you didn't create it, but a bunch of people may have. Yeah. yeah. So so you're gonna see if you know anybody can use a car they can't use your body. Okay. So who who I have an interest in a car, but is it my car? You okay. see what I'm saying? Don't don't we all have interest in water? There's always you know talk about water rights and. Getting water to everybody. Everybody owns the water. Well, okay. Put it on the record. Make sure you know. Make you don't go over here and take somebody else's water because you want to. You know, you want to make sure no one has an interest in 
that thing. So it usually be the record is backing out of the uh, surrender of interest or whatever, surrender of title. Make sure there's no lien on it. All that good stuff. Face one could elaborate more. Idiot, you might have something on that. No good points. It's all good points. Because if anybody else has an interest in it, there's a controversy. And if I'm in charge of making sure I protect everybody's interest, like a police officer, mm-hmm. if I don't have it on record that it's yours outright, then it's still up for grabs. And you've heard of a thing called sheriff's sale, right? Yeah. Why, why is a sheriff selling property? Because it's no one, no one else has a claim on it. Somebody had an interest in it. They did satisfy the interest. It was a big mess. Yeah, that would be like Roddy's sale or Sonia's sale or Idiosi's sale. Hey, we're having a sale. Uh, we're going to sell somebody's property. Like who? Who has? Uh, who has the rights to sell this property? Well, my my boss does that actually. He's done that before. Somebody left property on the on his property. So after a certain time, after he searched all the records and all that good stuff, he'll 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 uh, claim it as his and sell it. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Well, you know that. You know, maybe sometime we can get together if there's any man or woman that wants to talk about uh, writing notices to, you know, maybe we can start writing some notices to people, you know, or notices to, yeah, actually people or persons, you know, the fiction on specific items, whatever it may be. Progress. Oh, you got me thinking about notices. How how we're tying it back to the record or claiming stuff, keeping it recorded. But all these corporations that put up notices all over the highway, they have a record of what location that's in. You don't just go out. You know, they don't just go out saying, "Man, I'm just going to notice people here, notice people there." There's always a paper trail. What it is, what it means, where it's at, who's is it, who's liable for it, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. They keep an account. They keep they keep, they keep an account. They got to be good stewards. A couple of details on your plan, there, Sonia. Um, I highly recommend you you uh, go to Rich's site and uh, see if you can figure out his email. He he will be happy to uh, converse with you. Uh, a couple of little details he did with the. Uh, he has a for sale sign on his car, and basically it's a notice to the tow truck driver to tow it bought it. Yeah, I've seen that. And one of his notices, he if you most cars, if you look through the the windshield, you can see the uh, the serial number on on a, a little plate under the windshield, uh-huh. and he puts his notice right over top of that. So that the cop and the tow and the tow truck driver has to has to uh, get that too for his records when he tows it. So they can't 
the reason he puts his notice right there, they can't come back and say, well, I never saw your notice, you know. So, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's for sale. So you put, you know, your your $300 car is for sale for $5,000. And, uh, yeah, if you want to tow my car away, that's fine. You know, you owe me $5,000 within 24 hours or make arrangements. And and so that's a couple more details that he's uh, that fit right in with the uh, the plan. It sounds like you're trying to go with. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we've got that written down again. Richard Witzstrawling. Thank you. Section Section Five Twenty is his uh, talk to you and his website. I got that, and I've been there. Okay. Thank you, sweetheart. Yeah, I plan to do something very similar. I, I, I recommended to Bob that that he go with uh, uh, Kurt's thing, you know, because it's just money. And uh, the one guy called in, it's like, well, his uh, re- up his registration was going to cost him 140 and and Kurt says, well, mine's 125 and it's lifetime. So... I think that's a good idea and and probably worth the money to see the papers that come with it, especially that FBI paper that's and, and start getting you into the um uh copyright, you know, exploration. But I don't see any reason why you can't do it on your own the uh the ways you're talking about. Yeah, giving notice. Yeah, you give notice and you <clears throat> you wait for them to uh, reply back to the notice. And of course, if they don't, then they've agreed to it. Especially, you you could find the uh, statues and the acts and Black's Law and showing that uh, you know we have that right, God's law. Yeah, that's my plan. No, yeah, we, we, if they can do it, and your friends, our friends, if they can do it, uh, we can do it. Yeah, notice and opportunity is a major premise in law. Yeah. Body yeah. hung up. <laughs> yeah. He came to a... Uh, Traffic situation, I'm guessing. <laughs> you know, so he's in traffic at the moment. Yeah, some pretty good stuff. Yeah, great information. Great information. Well, here in chat. So I'm missing Janine tonight. Yeah. Well, it'd be uh, a morning for her. Yep. We love Janine. Where is she? Didn't didn't hear. Haven't heard from Cheyenne. Are you still with us, Cheyenne? I look at your chat. She's on the board, but yes.
Two North, are you awake? Diane says, I'm here. I'm here. How are you? I'm fine. And you? Okay. What was that? Okay. Okay. Well, hey. Got a lot of conversations going on. Different ones, different topics. All good. Yeah, yeah. What part of the world are you on, True North? I think I've asked you before. Well, look, friends, this show is going to shut down. It's Well, I've got 11.43. I think mine's passed. No, 11.37. And uh, I just want to thank you so much for coming, as usual. Um, it's been a wonderful show. So much information. So much. Thank you. The ADO to see. Um... um. So, yeah, I like to say sometime on Sunday, I was trying to get excite you about this. I might do a show, and I didn't want to interrupt your show. Um, so I'll Skype you a week or so, a couple of days before, if so I'm going to do a show. Yeah. Okay, just so I want to interfere with your time. Super. Well, do um, and also, Shay is trying to get in touch with you. I think she's going to send you a Skype request. Okay. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she could email you. I'm not sure how. Um, well, you have mine. Just give me your email, um, if you will, Sonia. And I, if you didn't mind, I'll pass it to her. Okay, I'll just... Type it to me. No, just type it to me. All right. I don't mind. I've, I've got one that I put on the board um, for talk show here. All right. Well, you can Skype it to me, and I'll... I'll I will keep it. I'll make sure she gets it. And you have a lovely show. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Aquila. Uh, thank you so much for everything. Yeah. You girls have any way to combine your show or or put a link from one to the other or anything? Well, I guess we could. If Sony do want to start a call um, on Sunday, and then I can continue it because I'm not very familiar with using the board yet. Sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't. So I'm still, you know, fiddling around with that. So. Maybe you could start a show Sunday and I'll just continue it. If that's okay with you, we could talk about it. You call me on Skype and we could talk about it. All right? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll just keep checking on both your numbers there and see if you got one, you got one. Yeah, we'll see. Obviously, when I do a show, I uh, put it in a Skype. As well as, uh, yeah, I'll just usually Skype it. Or if Mike have a show with somebody, I'll announce it on their show. So we'll see. Well, I'm not on Skype, but I'll I'll catch up one of these days. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just letting it talk to you, so I feel you on that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, thanks everybody for coming. Um, like I said before, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a show without you. Thank you so much for coming. And we had a great time. Lots of information. We can go over the show again, but uh, um, wow, I'm just blown away. We just had so much information. Wonderful talks. And uh, I can't thank you enough for all coming. Like I said, it's going to end here shortly. And uh, thanks for having the show, Sonia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You run a real nice show. Well, everybody's been wonderful. You know, we we've gotten so many nice nice friends to to share um, all the information that we need and and. Um, that that makes it so nice, you know. Um, then instead of getting people coming on and screaming and yelling and hooting and hollering and all that kind of crap, you know, um, just just to share um, anything that they they've learned, um, you know, is, is great. I I don't anyway. I want to hear you sing karaoke. I'm going to have to go all the way to Ontario, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Sorry, you sing? What's that? You sing? No, no, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I do. That's why I was asking. Oh, my. Okay. Okay. No, no. You too, Bella. <laughs> all I'm right. <laughs> Okay. All right. Love you love you all. Thank you so much for everything. I, I guess we'll call it night. I I'm pushed on be I'm all right. usually to bed about two or three. Well, hours. Have a wonderful God, God bless you guys too. Hey, uh, yeah, we'll talk soon on Skype and and uh well, whatever. Some aren't on Skype but uh, anyway, God yes. bless God God bless you all. Thank you so much for coming. Just when you start me, leave a time that I can call you back if I'm not available, that you will be available, so I don't miss you. Okay? All Thank right. You. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, too, Johnny and all fan. See you later. Okay. Good night, everybody. Bye. Love you. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.